The following podcast may be explicit. It may contain references to and examples of bodily functions. It may also contain infantile humor and profane language. It may also contain some useful information about the tabletop RPG hobby. If you find any of these things offensive, stop listening now. What you should not do is give us a bad review on iTunes because you do not like one of these things. Thank you, and enjoy the show. And I storked it. I fucked up the die roll. I storked it. My luck's a black hole, so I storked it. And I know I'm an asshole, because I storked it. And I storked it. You're listening to Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. Pursuing the RPG hobby with reckless abandon and beer. And I know I'm an asshole, because I storked it. Thank you for joining us for Season 15, Episode 11 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. This is Chris. This is Tim. This is Stork. And this is Jeb. Demon Jib. Muppet Jib. Muppet Jib. And the, the game convention's <laughs> over. Kermit the Chief. So you don't need to listen to us plug the game convention. Although, I will say, there's a game convention coming up. <laughs> Con. In February. 2016 in February. in February. We call it February Con, President's Day weekend, which I haven't looked up yet, so I don't know the dates. But I've already registered a game. It's the 15th and 16th. 15th and 16th. So No, no, 14th, 13th and 14th. 13th, 14th, no. 15th, 16th. 12th, 13th, and 14th, and 15th. 12th, 13th, and 14th, and 15th of February. Yes. Okay, all right. Isn't that like Valentine's Day, Valentine's too? Day is on yes. the Sunday. Not that this applies to me in any way, but I, th- I remember seeing that Valentine's Day is on the Sunday. I think it's uh, okay to have a game convention on a... On on Valentine's Day. It works it's, for me. <laughs> it's also it's Valentine's Day, and it's also um, a couple of days before my girlfriend's birthday. So I don't. Know. So anyway, yeah, so it's Valentine's Tim will be getting Day. out yeah. for the con. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I can make that one. <laughs> so I drank the uh, Fantasy Flight game Star Wars yep. Kool Aid. I've yes. got a big jug of that Kool Aid at home. Yeah, um, I bought. Yeah, he went out you and ordered more Kool Aid. You have all of it. <laughs> I bought Edge, Edge of Empire, the core book. Uh, at the con, uh, for discount, sales tax free. So still sixty bucks though, right? Sixty dollars. Yeah. And then I bought um, Force and Destiny, the core book. Did you get a discount? No. Seventy bucks? No, it was sixty plus tax. And then I bought Age of Rebellion, the core book, which was another sixty dollars. <laughs> it's all good, Stu. Zach and, and Allie didn't need to go to and college And what else anyway. did you buy? Seven sets of dice. Yes. And a GM screen, <laughs> which just came today. And it's so lovely. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it, it's, all, it's okay, Stu. It's all good. Zach and Allie didn't need to go to college anyway. No, no. they didn't. <laughs> Who gets scholarships? I wound I'm up, sure. I wound up getting a copy of Deluxe Tunnels and Trolls. Oh, did you? Cool. I did. From from Rick Loomis, who was Flying there. in Buffalo, yeah. I Asleep it many of the times at the booth. <laughs> he was awake. He was awake when I bought it, because I talked to him. I said, hey, that's the one that came out of the Kickstarter. He said, yep. I said, I want to buy one. He said, awesome, take the top one. The ones underneath look kind of messed up. <laughs> I said, okay, I'll take the top one. He says, I have it on a PDF on a thumb drive if you want that, too. Said, no, just just the book. Thanks, man. <laughs> And he went back to sleep. And, yeah, and then he was like, eh, well. he's ni- he's a nice guy. Yeah, he is really super nice guy. And uh, I'm reading through it, and I really enjoy it. Did you guys hear? And I saw this online today, and I thought that uh, you guys specifically might have interest in this. Mongoose has released a beta of the next edition of Traveler. Own it. 
Oh, do you? Mm-hmm. You get? Do you get the PDF? Bought it today. Uh, I was I was thinking about it. <laughs> it comes Evidently, with a, it comes with a coupon. Yeah, it's twenty bucks, yeah. and then they'll they shuttle get, you off some really cool stuff during the beta, and then you get a discount. You on the, the forums more up. often. There's like a whole like t- like two they, page yeah. thread on that already. Yeah, they've been talking about it for yeah. like two weeks. Two weeks. I have yet to look at it, but I did get it. Why it's does good. anyone ever tell me this stuff? <laughs> we'll go to the forum. It's all I there. was on the Proby. forum. And if you'd, on, like to, if you'd like to go to our forum and join <laughs> it, you can go to happyjacks.org slash forum. Got if you'd like to do that. Hanging. You can also email us if you'd want to email us, because we love emails, because that way you don't have to come up with topics to talk about. <laughs> and that's happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. Happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter. Happyjacksrpg, all one word. Like we don't have a Facebook page. We do have a Facebook page. There oh. is. Happyjacks.org slash Facebook. You know this if we'll you were ever right on Facebook. Well, you didn't plug it. <laughs> we have one, yes. Yeah. We also have a Google Plus page if you yes. happen to work for Google. All five people. Or, <laughs> oh, there's a lot more people, yeah. uh, Google yeah. employees. Or you're Actually, involved in old school stuff, because old school stuff is crazy big on Google Plus. Yeah. Google Plus is actually more popular among gamers than Facebook. It totally is. Yeah, it it is. I've so it's if that. you work for Google or you play role playing games. Someone from Con added me on his circle or something. I'm like, I think I know who that is. It's probably the Spirit of Seventy Seven guys. No, no, they said that. They, oh, okay. No, they it was one of, it was somebody in, from a game I was in. But um, cool. Like, I've been in contact with the guy from Spirit of Seventy Seven mm-hmm. to do a actual play Ooh. play test of it. Cool. So um, that'll happen, and then. Uh, that's Did about I? all of the fallout from the con I can think of. There's major revision coming for Moment of Truth. Yes. Damage uh, is changing dramatically. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a post on it. If you go to angryfolk.com slash mot, M-O-T, you will find uh, sort of a summary of the changes I'm making. Hmm. Uh, they're mostly done. It's two chapters. Don't okay. worry. Two chapters changed. The combat chapter, don't proofread that one. Okay. And the Moment of Truth. You told me this already, right? These so are two you said, other don't read chapters. This, we have yes. Okay. Is Chris your editor? She's she's proofreading it for me. Yay! So, um, th- th- those those are changing dramatically. Mm. And I added one sentence to chapter one. Okay. You still won't put in Oxford commas? No, I will not. No. not. Oh, necessary. not a fan of the Oxford <laughs> comma. I I write sentences that are clear enough that don't require it. I write sentences specifically <laughs> so well, I can put in an Oxford. Yeah. Comma. Well, Mr. Jackson. So where do you get your ideas from? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Stu, did I hear correctly that Spirit of 77 is a Powered by Apocalypse game? I, Why, I yes. So, yes. Why, yes. Yes, it is. I know all about this now. <laughs> Why? Drat. Why? Why? Uh, because I am officially protesting Powered by Apocalypse games. Why? Why? What the hell? Because they're taking my GM dice away. Is it their stance on Libya? It is. They're to- <laughs> it's their stance on Libya. Those bastards. Oh, you like rolling? Oh, that's I nice. like rolling dice. Proby, <coughs> maybe I like rolling dice. And maybe not, maybe you should. Proby, oh, <laughs> maybe you should only play it, and not run it. I would totally play it. I would totally, um, totally play it. Okay, here, here's the thing about GMing Dungeon World or or any Apocalypse World based game. Not having to worry about rolling dice, not having to to roll dice or anything. The dice are holding you back, man. I like the dice my are dice. holding you back. I like I dice too. I, I love like dice. dice. I think dice are awesome. I have a custom dice bag. I, my girlfriend. I I get the I impression. Love my dice. I have not played a Powered by the Apocalypse game, but I get the impression that as a G- GMing it, you will 
be thankful that you don't have to worry about rolling dice because your plate's probably pretty fucking full anyway. Yes. Your your plate is plenty full. You will not feel the lack of it. (laughs) I promise. (laughs) Um, And it's honestly, they're, they're rolling the dice. But if you don't have dice as a GM, what do you throw at your players when they piss you off? They don't. You, you don't throw anything at them when they piss you off because you, you I don't even know what those words mean. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, I bought a dice tray at the con. Yeah, it's oak. Yeah, you could throw that. Oh, and it would have almost like a frisbee effect. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> right. Or you could just spill wine on us because that seems to be seems to be something of a theme. In our yes. <laughs> okay. Just because I feel compelled. Because it's probably of my trouble aspect. That's fate. I know. <laughs> um, Which I learned at the con. I learned fate. I'm so happy. I didn't. Um, I, I was not able to play in the game I was supposed to play, and I started getting sick again. Oh. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Like I said, I'm going to fix that for you. So, okay. you're compelling your aspect. And so, okay. My aspect to explain. <laughs> when a player tries to do something, okay, they make a move. Yes. And they fail. That's when you get to act. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. it works beautifully. So it you can really throw does. dice. Then I I understand <laughs> that. I've actually read. Uh, you just can't read them. Some of Dungeon World. Some. Okay. Some of Dungeon. I, I will say, much as I like Dungeon World, it's not the best example of a powered by the apocalypse game. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. I read some of it, so I understand how it works. I'm just fundamentally opposed to. Someone taking my DM dice away. Not using your precious, precious dice. My, are are precious they taking dice. away your, your your GM? They're taking away my GM agency. Your GM by <laughs> taking my dice. That's right. <laughs> they can have my GM dice when they can pry it from my you cold, can still dead, roll dice. not playing Apocalypse World You hand. can still roll dice <laughs> if you need a randomizer to, to make decisions. If you are so inept and capable of making decisions you need a randomizer, then you can roll inept them Inept and incapable? <laughs> yes. Because that's all oh. Apocalypse is, is about making decisions. And if you need a randomizer to do it, do it to yourself. Stork, if I you do that all the time. great hair. Yeah. I know Stork does have great hair. Uh, <laughs> it's going gray, too. It's gray hair now. I'm editorializing here uh, <clears throat> with this title. GM as God rears its ugly head again. Uh, an email from Steinbach. Hello, Jackers. I happened to run into Golden Lasso Girl at Labyrinth of Jareth a couple weeks ago. Woo! Since then, I've listened to a few episodes of Happy Jacks, both classic and current. Well, good for her for plugging the show mm-hmm. at Labyrinth of Jareth. Mm-hmm. Did anyone else do that while they were there? No, I'm uh, sorry. I wasn't at Labyrinth I'll do, of Jareth. I, I, I'll do better next time. I'm Thank sorry. You. I'll give you some business cards to take <laughs> with you. Next time, I'll go just so I can plug the show. You went to the Labyrinth? Yeah, I go every year. Really? really? I have no idea. What, do you dress up or anything? Or you of just, course I dress up. I, I was. No um, I was... Hired actually this year to be part of the dance group in the ballroom, one of the ballrooms. So I was there. Wow, she kept that all secret. Like, it was a last minute thing. Me. It was like, hey, last minute invite. Cool. Yeah. I currently play in five D and D campaigns from three point five to five E, and DM a campaign. And I've, on the seventh day, he rested. That's a lot of D. That's a lot of games. It is. That's a lot of dice rolling and a lot so of much. lot of you know long combat. If only he was <laughs> playing an apocalypse world game. I know, right? It would go faster. <laughs> I've also had some experience in Savage Worlds. Yay! Pirates one time and supervillains another. 
So he probably Ooh. played, uh, whatchamacallit? What's uh, pr- probably Pirates Necessary of the Spanish Evil. Main and Necessary Evil. Necessary Evil. And Necessary Evil is getting was... a, a dusting off and a, and a kind of... Oh, is it? Yeah, I noticed yeah. that the other day. Yeah. Fun, fun <clears throat> plot setting. What was the one that was, uh, the whole world was water and it was kind of piratey too? Was oh, there one? Shoot. Seven Seas. Um, seven seven Seas. Seven Seas, yeah. Could be that, too. Could be. Um... <laughs> And along with some Dungeon Crawl classics. I've noticed they're producing a lot of stuff for that now. Uh, oh, DCC are. puts a lot of stuff out, and they've yeah. got a lot of love. Yeah, they, They've got a, love, b- yeah. a big following. That's Is that Goodman Games? Yes. Yeah. There, there were right. a couple at the con, I think, as and, well. And they make pretty books. Yeah, yeah they, they do. do. They make pretty books. They kind of look a little old school. Yeah. Oh, they, that, that's their whole... Dungeon that's Crawl their classics. Kick. That's their kick. Okay. Um, <clears throat> oh, let me just say, uh, I should announce this. While I'm remembering it, sorry for interrupting your email. Um, Fantasy Flight Games today announced that they have purchased the IP for Legend of Five Rings from Alderac Entertainment. Wow! Purchased or licensed? Purchased. That's purchased. a big, the, 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 big deal. The press release said purchased. I read the press release, and it said we got the IP, and I, I'm pretty sure I saw no mention of RPGs. So I went on Twitter, a couple people had already asked, so I liked and retweeted their asks, and then I emailed them as well. I'm like, what's going on with the RPGs? Because I, I got a show tonight, so if you got anything you want to say about it, you want to give me a quote to say, they never got back to me. But then I went and read the press release again, and there was a paragraph about the RPGs. And I'm pretty sure I read the whole thing, and I didn't see anything about RPGs, so they may, <laughs> maybe they went back in and revised it, I don't know. Yay, but, the power of internet edits. But they're not, <laughs> they're not basically not doing anything with the RPGs yet. They're going to, but they're going to, I guess, redo, they're calling it, uh, it's a collectible card game, and they're calling it a living card game, mm-hmm. which is some other model of card games. I guess Star Wars uses that, their Star Wars card game uses that, uh, where you don't have collectible cards. You will buy a set that will come with all of the cards, and then you the the, the game part of it is building the deck to be able to beat your friends into submission by playing your... Well, that's what they did when they took over Warhammer. They just kept selling it. They kept selling the the Black Industries and Green Ronin books oh, okay. in PDF until their new improved Warhammer right. was ready. They, they said they said Orcon twenty seventeen they'll come out with the card game. Mm. So that probably after that ships is when they'll start working on the. They RPG. specifically said Orcon twenty seventeen. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. G- Gen Con. Oh, okay. Orcon. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. Sorry, I, sorry, Eric. I know it would be awesome if they Orcons hit the big. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we are we are disdaining Gen Con. We're going to Orcon instead for our big release. Although our, our con has gotten to the point where it's reached that it's no it's a longer a small con, small yeah. con, but it's not quite big enough to be a big con, and they're starting to have growing pains as far as venues. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. there's a gap. It's the same problem the Boggards had when we went from. Being able to draw a hundred to a hundred people to being able the the next size venue up is like a thousand seat venue. Yeah, yeah. right. There's we can't nothing draw a thousand. Yeah, we can draw like four hundred. We can't draw a thousand. So you get a venue that's either super packed or lots of room, right? And which looks terrible. Yeah, and then we right. have to pay the difference if yep. it's lots of room. Well, oh. sometimes oh. depends on what kind of deal we yeah. sign. But th- there aren't those sort of like mid range. Venues and it's, uh, apparently it's the same kind of problem for 
for Strategicon. Because so. they're getting to the point where they're talking convention halls. Mm-hmm. Like, right. Like yeah. right. They're not centers. big enough to go to like Anaheim Convention Center no. because that's place huge. That's probably place very monstrous expensive. big. And yeah. I don't know if I yeah. want that because no. then it's like everybody's in one big echoey chamber and like, right. you know, the Spruce Goose hangar. You're like, really? This is, yeah. Right. But what about like Pasadena? It's very modular I and mean, they can make it into like a lot of different oh, configurations. Oh, see? One of the places they're looking at. Okay. They, now they have a, a contract for probably a couple more years, I yeah. think. I don't mm-hmm. remember. Uh, 2020. 2020. Okay. So they have a few more years before they'll be able to do anything. But that's one of the places they're looking at is Pasadena Convention Center. It's a very flexible the, space. Yeah. Dave was recommending <coughs> Ontario. He said there's some good stuff. Dave needs way. to but shut up. But then I have to drive to the IE and I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Dave needs to shut up and let us suggest Pasadena. Because I can then I can just stay home well, and just drive to the car. <laughs> I, I'm totally fine. Pasadena is closer to my house, too. So, <laughs> I, You know the Strategicon guy. So just, you know. Pull some Let's strings. Just pull some strings, yeah. Just, you know. Hey, Eric, move your con. Hey, yes, bro, come as on, As it turns man. out, all of them went to school with Stu, right. as I heard. I'm like, I, don't, I didn't realize there were that many. I know there was like two or three. There were at least four people. <laughs> That's yeah, funny. I went to school with Stu. I was, I'm like, okay, you guys it are kind of It was really uncanny. You, so, you got pull. <laughs> so, um, clearly. You so, got pull. so it's all really all about six degrees of separation from Stu. Right. Yeah. yeah you, you, got like, you got like four dots of influence in cons. <laughs> So you should totally just certain cons, certain yeah, so yeah, like like strategic cons. I've amassed a collection of <laughs> fun stories from triple critting in one hit a dragon high lord in the second round of combat in three point five to using my character's octopus head as a pinwheel to roll down the side of a building after being dropped from a plane with the suction cup slowing me. Generally. I've had good DMs willing to roll with curves thrown at them. I think that was the beginning of an Indiana Jones movie, wasn't it? <laughs> I was, yeah. I think it was the fourth one. Yeah, when he's falling out of a plane and his octopus head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've tried to model my DM style after that as well. One story that always sticks in my mind involved my players facing a beast that drew power from how terrified the citizens are of the brute. The solution brought up by my players involve magically drugging the entire town with cookies to make them extra mellow. I love the, it. The I village abides, man, dude, man. The village abides. <laughs> the village abides. <laughs> hey, man. It's just your opinion, man. You can't make brownies because chocolate isn't invented yet, but have some cookies. <laughs> this is big shit, man. I've got new information. Uh, I... Tr- Finally watched that movie. I've never, I'd never really? seen it what? before. What? It's, it's been on either Showtime or Cinemax or something, and I've watched it like three times now. It's freaking hysterical. It is. Freaking I love that how, movie. How have you lived here and not like never saw it? Just never saw it. It's, never it's like not seeing Young Frankenstein. Yeah, how, right. I have not seen Young Frankenstein. What? No. What? <laughs> uh, Chris just mic dropped. What? You have not seen Young Frankenstein? That's Frankenstein. I've, I've seen bits of it. I've seen bits of it. That's right. You have not seen Young Frankenstein? Frankenstein. Frankenstein, isn't it? Frankenstein. You have not seen I've seen some of it. I've not all of it. Okay, that's required watching. I'm sorry. That is... I saw... I I didn't see that. (laughs) (laughs) But I've not seen I can't believe you haven't seen that. You know what movie I strongly recommend, by the way? We'll get to your email, I swear. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Uh, Sometime next week. Blades of Glory. (laughs) Is that the one... uh, uh, That's... um, it's uh, it's, it's Will Ferrell and Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah and, the, yeah, and they they both get banned from the sport, and the only way they can compete is as a pair. 
Right. So they're yeah. like the first same sex pair, and my God, it's funny. I saw that. It's dumb. It's it, horribly it's dumb. It's dumb. It's got Will Ferrell in it, though, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. And it's funny. Yes, I found <laughs> I found it very funny. Okay. I found it very not, funny. Not because those, those two don't always go together. Not He's a big Will Ferrell fan. He plays Chaz Michael Michaels sometimes, the yeah. bad boy of skating. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's hysterical. He's a sex addict. Uh, been as extra I, mellow. As I'm coming up. As I'm coming up on my question, I think it's a great time to drink. Oh, I as, we're, as we're coming up in the, yeah, the meat of the email. It's in my broken. main player group, we have a member who has been the group's primary DM for years. Unfortunately, as he is a very <laughs> tactical player, he runs his monsters like, like a well-formed army full of tactical geniuses. Genius eye? That know everything about our characters, even mindless zombies and beasts. Oh, it's Angry GM. That's his GM. <laughs> he wins at yes. duty. Uh, this leads to more than a few character deaths. Luckily for 4E, resurrection resurrections are pretty easy to accomplish. After a few particularly egregious PC deaths, the players revolted, and I stepped up as the primary DM for per- the group. Personally, I find the players revolting. <laughs> hey. Uh, hey. Uh-huh. Can I get a rumph? Uh, having never DM'd more than a handful of uh, one-off sessions, oh, having never DM'd, I should say that in a different voice because it's in parentheses. Um, <laughs> you have to use for- the deep voice for parentheses. <laughs> Fortunately, the players were patient with me, and boot and the booted DM stayed in the group as a player, so he wasn't too about hurt. That's good. Clearly not. Um, it's been three years, and everyone seems to be having fun. Hooray! Yay! <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Uh, almost to the question, I promise. How about you drink again? My I bottles. like this guy. You're not helping. You're not helping my gas. <laughs> you're not helping us read. <laughs> I was gonna say you're not helping us get through the email. <laughs> it's now a that, very long email. Now that Five E is out and running, the old DM expre- expressed interest in running a Five E campaign. One of the other players and founding member of the group and I talked with him a little bit about the differences in his old style of DMing. And my style, and even the style of another DM that joined the group and has started his own campaign. The old DMs seemed to understand that there are times to be tactical and other times to roll with what the party wants. When they had the conversation, do you know what the old DM heard? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Alas, this is the second session problem. This is, alas... Mm. In the second session, problems arose. When my ro- rouge, when my <laughs> rouge, <laughs> that is rouge, right? Yes. yes. Okay. It says yes. Rouge. When my out of space, <laughs> when my rouge tried to gamble and cheat a few soldiers from an enemy encampment, we had infiltrated. I explained that I was going to try to chat with them a little and lose eighteen little pots and win two. Big pots. They can't see the air quotes on account of it's a podcast. No, I but he I, changed his voice. I think I changed my voice, yeah. okay. didn't I? Yeah. yeah. Figuring, hey, let's get information and a few gold. He immediately said, all right, they catch on to you, beat you up, and take all of your stuff. No rolls. No checks. Not even a, your insight suggests this might be a bad idea. Nothing other than, I am the DM, and what I say is law. Did he actually say that? Did he actually say, I am the DM and what I say is law? 
Or is that just his... In, that's what uh, he wrote to us. I don't it's know. It's okay. what he wrote to us, and it is in quotes. It so is in quotes. So that seems like... A By journalistic standards, that would be the words that left his pie hole. Yeah. His pie hole. <laughs> <laughs> does, he, does he quote his sources at the end? Uh, Do we have a bibliography? <laughs> luckily, I want to know. Luckily, it was only a second-level character, so my stuff was limited and replaceable. Unfortunately, this is characteristic of his old style of DMing. I'm not sure what else we can do. The group has already called him on his DM style. We've talked with him about other DM styles, and he played characters in other campaigns so he could see other DM styles in action. Well, there, there goes my suggestion. He's been playing with the group for eight years. I joined it well after they were already playing. Anything you can suggest to help keep him away from his old habits? Any advice would be appreciated. Other than that, I'm looking forward to Gateway and even got into a couple of hacky, happy, hacky gacks games. <laughs> Sincerely. I'm raising my hand. Stein back. P.S. I've already edited this for length, but feel free to do so again. P.P.S. Take a tiny sip. P.P.S.S. Take a huge sip. Get another one. I'm going to. All right. You had your hand raised? I did. So, um, anything you can suggest to help keep him away from his old habits? Don't let him run anymore. <laughs> um, bottom line, you're not going to change him. Yeah, no. It's, I, I know that, you know, as human beings, we, we want, and you know, I, I can hear from this email that he actually likes the guy. Mm. You know, so he wants like, dude, just change how you go about things and it'll be awesome. It'll be gold. But you're not going to change him. No. Nope. I, I think, from personal experience, and we've all had it happen, where a friend of yours is an awful GM, and you don't know how to tell them they're an awful GM, and or maybe you do tell them and nothing changes. And eventually, what you just have to do is stop the game. You just can't run it anymore. You can't be in it anymore, because it isn't fun. And it's, it happens all the time. And, and sometimes these GMs don't know they're bad, but if you've had conversations with him, if you if he's played in other games, he should know better. What are you and yet doing? somehow he still hasn't worked it out. I'm sorry. Did you want to say something, Tim? No. I'm oh, okay. To sorry. My bottle <laughs> oh, all right. It's a new toy. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how it works. He's new. He, we we got over those years ago. Kimmy actually what took him away and kept him in her desk drawer. Oh, yeah. She didn't give him Proby. back. <laughs> so, so I'm not sure what to suggest to him because he's already it's he's like done I said, already by done, example. And you, you've done everything you can. He's do. done the he's done the the big boy adult pants thing already. Yes, yep. mm-hmm. right. They, they even he's GM for three years. He's been playing for three years. So and exposed to other GMs. So he's leading by example. And yet when you drop him in the chair, it all goes back to the old habits. I don't know what to do to fix him. I don't know. He has okay. The only thing that would has a, a, a hope of changing this guy. Electric shot therapy. Is if he wants to do it. Is if he wants to do something different. And until he sees that, it's not going to happen. I, I, I think at some point you have to start picking the GMs that you play for. And this guy has been playing this, I'm sorry, GMing this way time after time right. after time. Mm-hmm. At that point, you have to say, you know what, that's not the GM I want to play for. So you're not going to change the guy. So yeah. When I go to a strategic con event, I have a list of GMs. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I have my white list of GMs, my gray list of GMs, and my black list of GMs. White list GMs, if I see them running a game, I'm on it. I'm going to play that game. 
if they're a gray GM, it may be that I don't know enough about them to make a decision. Or it might be that I've played in their games, and it's it's fine. It's just not spectacular. So mm-hmm. if there's if there's nothing else going on at that time, eh, I'll play. Yeah. Um, and then there are my the blacklist GMs who are like, if I see them running a game, I'm going to be in another time zone. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even want to be in the same room, room yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just I'm not going to play in that game. And to be fair. There are other people who play in those in games run by those GMs, and they have a good time. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work for me. Yeah. Yep, yep. And I think that's what the author Steinbach. Do we know this person? Were we in games with this person? No, I don't think so. Well, he said he was at at Strategicon. Oh, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Played in some games. Played in some games. We're on this room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, I, I think that's what he needs to do. He needs <coughs> to just say, you know what? If if he's running, that's not my style. It's of game not. It doesn't work for me. Doesn't work for me. Yeah. Yeah, no. And and as GMs, we go with what we know. Yeah, right. Yeah. Gonna, if if you have if that's your habit, you're going to fall back on that. Absolutely, you can't right. just be a different person. Yeah. And this guy's in a lucky position too. He's got this dearth of other games and other GMs. I mean, I get right. it if he's your only GM and it ends up to this abusive relationship where it's like it's the only game I get to play. But he's like, you don't need to put up with this. But you, you know, know what? Nowadays. Even even he's the only GM I've got doesn't hold water. Hit Google Hangouts. Hit, you sure. know, Skype. Yeah. There's tons of GMs who want to run online. So you don't have to yeah. keep playing for a shitty GM if you don't want to. You mm-hmm. can pick up a game anywhere. And he is a friend. That's the other thing. Yeah, uh, that, yeah that is. Right. And we, so that just that just means you, that he can well, say, you, "Dude, you suck." You guys, <laughs> have already, you guys have already banned him from running games once, and he didn't get but but her but hurt. But herpes. Not, not but herpes. He didn't get but herpes either. Oh. <laughs> Ew. I almost said that. Didn't I? Is that a thing? I don't even want to. I'm know. sure it is. I'm sure it is. It's out of Russian prisons. I'm sure. Yeah. But but he didn't get but hurt and quit. <laughs> right. 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 So just have that same conversation. Mm-hmm. Say, dude, you're still doing the same thing. Back in a player seat with you. Yeah. You know, and it's not even just back this one to guy. The bowl it's like all, all, all the players the revolted. Players so, yeah, I yeah. think this guy's just a bad GM and just yep. just. And tell him you know what? That's okay. Yeah, that's okay because not everyone has to GM. Thank you. Not everyone is going to GM. Not everyone wants to GM. Nope. And maybe some. Maybe not everybody should. Not everybody should. Yep. Personally, I am a much better GM than I am a player. Uh, maybe this guy's strong point. Maybe you could play to his strong points. Maybe you could play like a game of Robotech or something where it involves like terrain and tactics and miniatures, and there's a lot of that. Yeah. And play to his strong points if that's what he wants to do. But you don't have to play in a game with him if you don't want to yep. either. It's, yep. Just say nope, not for me. Thank you. Yep. I I don't know how to fix him. He's done everything. Yeah, he has. Yeah. All right. Next email. Sorry, we have no advice. Just yeah. make ban him again. That's all you can do. Um, electroshock therapy, maybe. Waterboarding? Could, couldn't hurt. Maybe. Waterboarding. How to start playing Edge of the Empire. This letter is really short. I just wanted to address the guy who wrote in about wondering how to teach his players Edge of the Empire. Fantasy Flight Games has made it super easy to, to, uh, to do this, I think is what he meant. Super easy to this is what he wrote. They put out a beginner box version of the game that is maybe the best intro box game I have ever seen. It holds your hand and takes the players and the GM through it step by step. 
Slowly I turned. Niagara <laughs> Falls! Slowly I turned. It also gives you extra set of dice, some cool maps and tokens. It's amazing. <laughs> and if you're curious about the system, it's a great way to start. Uh, I totally agree. I bought it after we talked about it on you know, the week before con. Um, and I opened a box up. How, how much is that? I bought it. It was twenty bucks. I'm going to buy that. See, I'm, I'm not ready to take the, the that's plunge a for a hundred. Good deal. Yeah, bucks. Is. because the dice are like fifteen bucks yeah. for a set of dice, yeah. and it comes with a set of dice. Comes with a set of dice. So I'm, you're paying five bucks for every all the rest of them. I'm writing a yeah. note to myself right now. Um, that's he's actually writing a note with paper and a pen. Is. He's such a luddite. <laughs> I did, left my phone at home. Not that my uh, phone does but anything. No, it's, it, it was super simple to to. Sp- Skim through and, and grok how the game works, and um, it's got pre-gen characters, pre-setup scenario. I'm I'm going to run it. I've, I've got a very busy next several weeks, but I get past that, and I'm going to run it. You're going to have to fight Stu for that, because he wants to run one, too. Just, well, but, well, no, I, he, he, no he, he's going to run his thing. I, I will eventually do a campaign. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, you want to play it, too? Uh, absolutely. Just, yeah. I'm going to experience it from both sides. I, I'm very interested in this game now, as you can tell by... the the hundreds of dollars that you spent? Did you get the beginner's box? No. Okay. I, no, uh, I, I jumped in the deep end. You, you went. Wait, all you? Of went full Wait, tilt. what? <laughs> Me? I know, right? <laughs> Did you not hear him in the beginning talking about the $60 books he bought? And well, the yeah, seven but sides I of dice. Out. The list was so long, it was, you know... I haven't bought any supplements. I've I stopped this, myself from this, buying And this, and... and Yet. This. <laughs> uh, does the beginner box give you... Um, Character creation rules, or is it just... No. No. No, no it does okay, not. so it's, here's your character, here's the scenario, yeah. go play and have fun. Well, the, it's a beginner box. The idea yeah. is to give you a jump start in the game and let you experience gotcha. playing the game, and then it's like, see, that was so totally awesome, now go spend hundred, hundreds of bucks on books. Mm-hmm. Well, just 60 to get the Edge yeah. of Empire book, yeah. and, and that gives you a lot of... Gives you a lot. One of the reasons I got... Each book, the basics of the, of the game system are identical for all of them, right? The difference is there are narrative mechanics. In Edge of Empire, there is um, the obligation mechanic, which means you roll and everyone has obligations, and that can can be used to drive the story or put stress on the party or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the, there is a morality mechanic in Force and Destiny, and there is a... I can't remember what the mechanic is now. There's another mechanic that replaces that in Age of Rebellion, mm-hmm. uh, Allegiance, or something like that. So the, there's these story-driven mechanics that can kind of change the flavor of the game, but the basic mechanics are the same. And you can make a character in one and play it in any of them, right? And there's it, it, it's it is a class-based. It, it, it's very D and D in the way that it's race and classes. You smish them together, and then they have these skill trees, or like talent talent trees? Talent trees. Talent trees. So you're, you pick which talent you want, and you spend character points, or experience points, I call them, and get, which you can get better and better as time goes on. But um, it, 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 it... I, I definitely There's want to try There's a lot to recommend it. it yeah. It's a... They're gorgeous books. Gorgeous books. It's, uh, it's one of the mm-hmm. yeah. one of the m- more novel dice mechanics. Yes. It's really, seen. it really is annoying that you can't use regular dice for it. Yeah. And they could have futzed with things. I mean, they give you a chart if you want to use regular dice. If you want to spend 
five minutes interpreting every dice roll. Um, But they could have futzed with the mechanics and been able to use regular off-the-shelf dice for it. It's kind of annoying that they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. But I like the fact that the mechanic built into it is there's basically three different layers. There's success and failure, there's advantage and... I can't remember what it's called. Disadvantage? <laughs> no, uh, danger or I think it's peril dang- or something. Peril. Peril? Something like danger? that. That's something not like it. That. Someone will correct me. And then there's triumph and whatever the opposite of that is. So there's like different things that can happen and, and every role... Every, there's no mere success or failure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Something... It's more Very often than something that. else will happen. You may uh, succeed, and there may be a problem that crops right. up. Yeah. You may fail, but get some of what you wanted. It, it's yeah. And the, the chat room is talking about there is a dice app for it. It's four ninety nine or four ninety five or something like that. I got it. I don't care for it. So did so did so did Stu. So did I. It, it's <laughs> it's okay. I, I I fussed with the settings and got it a little better. Okay, I haven't fussed with the settings <clears throat> yet. So. But it, it became the focus of a late night bar setting. I was a little angry at yeah. it after a while. <laughs> Five bucks. What the fuck? Right. <laughs> but um, boy, have you seen the other games it came out with? Uh, who? Uh, Fantasy Flight. Yeah, Armada. No. no. And uh, X Wing. X Wing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like little model, like you know, spaceship fight game. The oh, models are game. fucking gorgeous. Oh yeah, my yeah. god, I love right. X-Wing. They're X-Wing is so much fun. Oh, wait, wait, wait. They're gorgeous. And they're arm and a leg. X-Wing, I, I um, my son has, uh, the, the, I guess there's a basic beginner yeah, box. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it comes with two TIE Fighters. Two TIE fighters and yeah, yeah, yeah. We, right. we played that yeah. one. I've got Armada. I haven't played it yet. Um, but yeah, I just like I love now, the models. They're so pretty. Is that the space combat system? Is that integral? Yeah. With so, if you're going to go into a dogfight system, do you have now have to break out? No, 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 no. I don't think so. No, no, you don't. I mean, they give you space combat rules in the core books. Although they're, they're, they exist. In if there. you want to have some fun, you can use the combat mechanics for space flight and yeah. air combat from the the book, but use the models from X. Oh, absolutely. Oh. Yeah, if you know you. Want to spend hundreds and hundreds more because they're expensive. Those little <laughs> yeah, models, yeah, yeah. Those, like, they they're, they're not they're not cheap, but oh, they're so pretty. The, the little ones are like eighteen twenty bucks, and the bigger ones are like thirty forty bucks. Yeah, and some of them can be hard to find. I actually ran across a Millennium Falcon uh, a while back, and I was like, "Yeah, that's mine." <laughs> oh, there's tons of that at Game Empire right now. They have yeah. stacks of Millennium Millennium Falcons, Millennial Falcons, Millennial Falcons. <laughs> I like they that. wear skinny jeans. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> they all carry iPhones. And to this day, they're all wondering what the hell a falcon is. Like, what the hell's a falcon anyway? <laughs> who, who would like to read the email from Carlin of the Hill I will. people? All I right. want to. Go for it. Thank Go. you. Dear Captain Stu and the Jacker Tears, I heard what you asshole said in response to my email question regarding what to do when your inner GM won't shut up <laughs> when you are a player. And you were right. I took Stu's advice, well, that's never a good idea, and sent the highest horse horse I own to the glue factory and then used high horse brand, trademark, glue to keep my focus on my character, the story, and the action. That's it. Doing so allowed me to ride atop the shoulders of an amazing Greek colossus statue in the likeness of Patrick Swayze, a player, (laughs) had left the game, and we had him jumping through time, leaving his visage everywhere. That's awesome. (laughs) That is awesome. Hmm. In ancient, unsunk Atlantis, while fighting Cthulian star spawn one by one as they crawled up his chiseled torso in an attempt <laughs> to stop our party from putting Atlantis right back where it should be. 
<laughs> Thanks to your advice, I focused on what my character should be doing and tuned out the GM's rulings when they didn't affect me. So thanks, and take a drink. Yay. Hooray. Yeah. We helped. Who still has one? Okay. Some of us are failing. Do you want something else, Chris? Yes. I've got... What is do you there, want? What is there another Newcastle? Uh, yes. Then, then it's mine. One uh, left. Yay. It is mine. And you can use Here. your little opening thing. Can I, can I use the coin? <laughs> I'm use the toy We're pausing for Tim to play. Don't encourage him. You gotta cock it first. I know. Chris, well, yeah. don't encourage him. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. Okay. Ha ha. Mm. Good. All right, drink shaken. Oh, okay. Not now. It's too late. You ruined oh. it. You ruined it. God, I suck. <coughs> this is why Excuse we me. can't have nice things. I have. I have <laughs> this burping, we've lost every Canadian listener This is we why have. we have ants. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Archer. Do you know which Archer? Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, is that his quote? This is why we have ants. <laughs> <laughs> and now, a question. We've all heard advice about what to do from the GM's perspective when it comes down to players that make disruptive or game-breaky characters and how to deal with them. But what do you do from the GM's side of the table when you accept a player's character and the rest of the party says, Nope! Fuck that! And outright rejects the character at every turn from being a valued member of the game. I had a semi-gaming horror story where a player in a D&D 3.5 game wanted to play a pixie warlock with some alterations to make the character less OP, including the inability to turn invisible or fly until later levels, but the players decided it was a stupid character <laughs> and forced the character into a treasure chest, locked it, and left the keep. Whoa! Well. Wow. <laughs> is this another case of Kimmy's rule? Don't play with assholes, or would it have been taking player agency away if I stepped in to end the tomfoolery? The game did not last much longer, and the better players merged with another D and D game I was running, where they ended up playing fairly normal. Thanks and drink, drink, or don't because um, it's the morning, yeah. which it isn't. The the chat room reports that they cannot hear Chris. Oh, oh, at all? Did they miss the entire email? I can fix this. Hold on. Oh yeah, she's not even. Her mic isn't even on that thing. No, it's no. Her mic's on. Oh, her mic's okay. on, and her mic is working. Uh, it's being recorded. It's just not going out to the ethers. Uh, I'm going to stop the recording for one moment. Go. Okay. We're back. Well, it was thanks and take a drink, which we did. Or at least some of us did. Or don't mm-hmm. because it's the morning, which it isn't. Signed, Carlin of the Hill People in Austin, Texas. Oh, uh, just a side note, Carlin of the Hill People in Austin, Texas. I'm traveling to Austin next month, and I'd love advice about what to do and see in the city. So please write in. Do we want to comment before I go to the PSs, or should I finish? Uh, go ahead um, and finish. Okay, yeah, PS. Finish. When will we get an actual play of Lasers and Feelings? It's a damn hippie game, but would be great to hear Stork fail so hard the ship blows up. Uh. Why would that be any different than any <laughs> other game? I'm like, that's just the norm. PPS, my last email was sent literally the episode before you made the announcement for smaller email lengths. So sorry again for the length of that email and the length of this email, which I am increasing by typing more. Oh, dear God, what have I done? Why can't I stop? Yes. Yay. So essentially, let me just reiterate this for the people in the chat room who are listening, because they didn't they didn't hear much, much of, of, what, that? of what you said. Um, th- he's asking if... Uh, the player comes up with a character that the GM has okayed, but the party has rejected the character to the point that in game they lock the character in a in a box in a box and leave them forever. This is a big boy pants moment. Get to pl- sit all the players down at the table and go, okay, what the fuck? 
You know, the, the thing uh, is, they, they, they say that, I'm sorry, he says that the game did not much did not last much longer, and the better players merged with another D and D group. Who were they? Were they the guy playing the pixie warlock, or were they other everyone but the pixie warlock guy? Because it may be this problem may come down to the GM approved a character maybe he shouldn't have approved. Yeah, okay, okay. No? okay. I don't know. I don't well, know. But but that is totally why I, I keep I was saying get everyone at the table right. and go. Okay, here's the problem. Now we're going to talk. We're going to talk it out. Yeah, w- the way they handled it is not the way to handle yeah, it. Right? No. I agree with that. Locking the player in a box is not the right answer. Or character. Character. Okay. <laughs> Don't correct uh, locking, actual locking, player locking, locking player in a box, box. Might, might have helped. <laughs> That's probably not a good answer either. <laughs> What's in the box? I was playing a GURPS game years ago, and it was pretty much essentially Infinite Worlds before Infinite Worlds had come out. Right. Fantastic book. It, yeah. Do you remember um, Cthulhu Punk? They had an advantage called... Or maybe it was a disadvantage. The Innsmouth look. No. Okay, Cthulhu Punk was cyberpunk Cthulhu shit. And uh, the Innsmouth look was you were essentially a pre-change deep one. So your skin was kind of green and you had... Oh, like all the people in Innsmouth. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. hence the name. Right. I convinced the GM to let me play a character that had that. Right. Because I thought that would be an awesome... You're fishy. It, you're fishy, and it would be an awesome <laughs> role-playing uh, uh, challenge to play something that was inherently evil, trying to do good, and, you know, all right. all the kind of stuff. I thought it would be awesome, and a huge H.P. Lovecraft fan. One of the other players saw that I'd written that on my sheet, mm-hmm. told all of the other players, and they all turned their backs on me. So when I went to join the character... the I'm sorry, the party with this new character, they were like, oh, oh no, you're totally an evil monster. We don't want anything to do with you. I was like, yeah, it's fuckers. a little metagamey. Oh, that's, that sucks. Yeah. So yeah. It's, that's, it's that same kind of thing. You've got, you know, right. all the other characters, uh, all the other, why am I messing that word up? All the other players in the game saying, nah, your character's a monster. We don't want to have anything right. to do with that. And it, it sucks. That's, that's, that, that does. From the player side, it sucks. It, but at, it, that's a maybe that's a little different than coming to the table. It depends. On, I mean, if this had up until this point been a fairly serious campaign, well, yeah, and the guy shows up and says, "I want to play a pixie warlock." Yeah, okay. And we'd been playing sort of a very dramatic kind of serious thing, and all of a sudden, okay, what uh, what possessed what, what you to do this? Are you joining jazz hands? <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, but even so, if the GM says this character's cool, right. Okay. Yeah. Well, what's what's your what do you do then? I, it's it's fine for the players to disagree with the GM. I don't have a problem with it. They should. Yeah. They, no, I have no problem with that. I mean, it it is a shared experience. It is everyone's experience. It's not the GM's game any more than it is the game of the guy whose house the it, it's being played at. You know what I mean? It's so you, so you're saying you us. think it's you think it's okay? No, no, that, I, no. The way they handled it is wrong. But I think okay. it, uh, for the players probably should get, need to get together and go to the GM and say, okay. Really? A pixie warlock? You're okay with that? Uh, have a you pixie been warlock, the- and we're all playing gritty <laughs> or, or, assassins or what, in a city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're assuming you. a lot, because he says here in the email, people make game-breaky characters. Disruptive or game-breaky characters. So it's obvious that the GM let this guy slip this character through, and the players are like, all right, well, if you're not going to fix it, we're going to. Because this is a game-breaky, disruptive character, and we don't want him in the but, game. But it, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if he was specifically talk, talking about this character being game breaky it sounds more silly but w- however it's disruptive 
in one, in one way or another. Yeah. So, but I, 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 I think it, and the, the, this kind of gets back to the whole GM is God horse shit. Yeah. Because you need the players need to say no. This is our game too. And you know what? It, it's been like this, and now we have a pixie warlock. So you said you think they handled it wrong. How could they have handled it right? Go to the GM. Yeah. Just and sit down with the GM and say, and dude, say, this why, is... Why, why is this character okay. approved? What, what is the deal? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, a, is, it's it, totally or, a big boy pants moment. I'm, I'm rereading this email a bit. That's actually kind of just an example. Really, his big question is... What do you do from the players? We've all heard advice from the GM's perspective when it comes down to players making disruptive or game-breaking characters. How do you deal with them? But what do you do from the GM side of the table when you accept a player's character and the rest of the party says no? I think you need to you need to come to consensus. Yeah, and that may be you know what everyone else is kind of rebelling against this character. Maybe you should listen to your players, listen or or listen to the other players. Like, all right, right, guys, what's the deal? Why is it you know? Because they're obviously bringing up a valid point, and then if if you say no, 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 that's that's it'll be fine. We we've talked, we had a plan. And it's the other thing. Maybe the players should trust the GM. Like, all right, if you guys have a plan, a way to clip his wings, so to speak, or it's, whatever. It's okay to ask the GM if that's the case. Right. It may just be he looked at it and went, uh, yeah, that's fine. It's a warlock. Uh, it's a warlock. Okay, and totally missed the fact the that it's yeah. part. <laughs> now, happens. I think there's some there's some data missing here, and there's also some deeper issues. I think because at the very end, with the better players leaving, that's that it speaks volumes right there. I suggest some therapy. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Need therapy. Rolling a one on a skill check from Saylorn. I'm using the restroom. Hi, this is Saylorn again. <clears throat> if you've read either of my two previous emails, and if you haven't, then this is Saylorn for the first time. Saylorn. Hi, Saylorn. I just finished listening to Season 9, Episode 6. Ah, good times. And Stu asserted, with agreement from the rest of the cast, that the GM is effectively fudging the game rules whenever he or she chooses to just let something happen instead of applying the game rules uh, where a dice roll of one could always cause a critical failure, no matter the task. I posit that this is a bad example. There has never been any edition of D&D where a 1 on the die was an automatic failure or where a 20 was an automatic success when making a skill check. Uh, hmm. That mechanic has yeah. only ever applied to attack rolls and saving throws. And for real, really easy tasks, the, D- oh. the DC might legitimately be 0. So a roll of 1 would still succeed as long as the character had an attribute of 8 <coughs> or higher and a talented skill character could never fail a DC-10 check. I guess that what I'm saying is that when a game is well-designed, the GM shouldn't have to fudge because the obvious outcome, what the GM would just decide happens without calling for a roll, should be the same thing that would happen anyway if the GM did ask for the roll. Have you ever played a game where you really thought something should work out one way, but applying the mechanics told you that the obvious outcome was highly unlikely or outright impossible. I'm not talking about HP, where people can hand-wave something about abstractions, but more like in Heroes Unlimited, where the strongest, super-strong, Hulk-like hero would never be able to kick down a wooden door. Keep up the good work, Saylorn. I caught the same thing you did, Jib, where he says... There's never been any edition of a D of D and D where a one on the die was an automatic failure, or when a twenty was an automatic success. That 
kind of made me go, eh, as well. But he specifically says, uh, when making a skill check. Mm. Right. Yeah, and, yeah, and that, two, that's, things that's right. mind, two things leap yeah. to mind. One, um, I think he may actually be right about that. Yeah, no, he in, is. In, it's yeah, in, rule, skill checks, in terms yeah. of the rule. And two, um, back in the day, we didn't actually have skills. Mm-hmm. We didn't need them. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Um, oh, we had percentile charts instead. Yes. Thieves. In, well, yeah. But <laughs> oh, yeah, thieves. that's true. <laughs> only yeah, thieves. that's true. I was, um, I was actually going to say that I seem to remember the, the maybe it's an issue of Dragon Magazine or something, where we actually got the idea to have critical fails and critical successes, because they were never yeah, really was an, the was, There was a, an article in Dragon Magazine. Um, I forget which one it was or, or when it came out, but I remember seeing it. And since then, it's become the standard. It's, a one is it failed, and, it, and, and we all just accept that. But he's right. It's an interesting right. thought to me. Now, that, um, that I've never put this together is, before. Th- uh, this is a sentence I will fight to the death to disagree with, the one that I've just highlighted. All right. I guess what I'm saying is when a game is well designed, the GM shouldn't have to fudge, be, fudge because the obvious outcome, what the GM would just decide happens without calling for a roll, should be the same thing that would happen anyway if the GM did ask for a roll. What the fuck? Um. How- so it doesn't matter if you roll, or the dice are going to somehow know well, what the logical what he's, what response is. What he's saying is that if the game is well designed, then if you roll the die dice, you will get the same result as the GM would have decided anyway. How does the dice know what the GM would have decided? I don't think he's saying that. I think what does he's saying he is sentient dice. No, I think what he's saying is the GM would make the best decision. And the game mechanic would all also be written in such a way to make the best decision. Now, I think that's what he's okay. saying. I, I disagree I with wanna, that, too. I want to <laughs> take a step back from that and, 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 and posit a question. What, when do we roll dice? My well, t- answer Tim to that rolls question them all the time. is... All the time. When he's not wearing <laughs> pants. I'm, I'm rolling that dice right now. That was not information that I, that I needed... And remind me to never, hey. ever borrow Tim's dice. No. It's not um, my fault that they're D20 shaped. <laughs> oversharing. Um, no, um, I, I think that the, uh. the, the quintessential answer to this was, sa- was said by uh, one of the authors of Fate, Mike Olson. And he said, we roll dice when you and I disagree about the outcome. If we agree about the outcome, there's no reason to roll dice. That's a hippie way of doing it, but I, I don't yeah, necessarily that disagree. That's part I of it. Necessarily I, I also just think that the, the dice is a randomizer, and sure. uh, I, I it's also part of it. It's not that quote is not the whole part. Yes, I think you should roll the dice when a success or a failure would matter. Yeah, because to, to your point, if you're playing a twentieth level fighter uh-huh. up against a horde of orcs. That are not twentieth level, uh-huh. and you and the GM both agree. Oh yeah, you should totally clean these guys' clocks. You're not going to roll okay. dice in combat. Here's the thing: that moment is it dramatically relevant to the game? Well, yeah, because there's stuff built into the system that might make you better or worse depending on the, that roll. So if you critically fail, the orcs could jump you and, and pound on you for one round, and then you would get well, up no, and Well, no, because that's a, if there's that much of a level disparity, then your GM is free to do other stuff like, well, you trip and miss him and recover or something. I don't know, but... 
I'm I'm with Jib on this. If if this is just a sidebar and you just want to you know, have to wade through the orcs to get to the leader, it's like you wade through the orcs spewing and their heads are flying and dogs some are screaming in pain and you're stepping on the crunching bodies and glaring at the leader. That's so much more interesting than roll. Roll some more. Alright, you I killed one orc, roll again. Why, okay, why so, why so, should we spend since we're using D and D and Pathfinder as sure. our um, as as our example. Games I would say are not well designed, but go ahead. <laughs> why why then do we want to spend an hour running a combat? Which is what it will take. That <laughs> we we agree of what the result of this combat's going to be. So let me answer that by asking you a question. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Uh, go ahead. Let me, okay. let me answer that by asking a question. How many times have you Jib or you, Stork, been running a game where you both agree that you should kick the shit out of a bunch of orcs, and then you say, okay, you kick the shit out of them, instead of saying, okay, now let's roll initiative. How many times has anyone seen that I've, happen in a D&D I've actually never, never had that event circumstance come up. Uh, I've done it. It's usually been kobolds or things that you're really overpowered with. And it's never been... And you've actually hand-waved the whole combat? No, no, I didn't just say, all right, you guys kill them. I'm like, I would describe how dramatically they wade through their, you know, the and the, the screaming kobolds. But basically, it's just, it's not, it wasn't an encounter. It was sort of something to, you know, like, you're getting up to the leader. Yeah. Oh. Here, here's the thing. Or I don't want to spend an hour on that repel depel when I could spend that hour doing Rappel something more depel. dramatically interesting for the game. I gotta go look that up. I was just gonna say, where does repel depel come from? <laughs> Is that it's what the Hamburglar says? It's rebel, make rebel, work. Rebel, rebel, rebel. It's it's just it's no the the the, ter- the literal term. Where did you get that from? Oh, it's I've it's never a term heard that from before. the middle of the last century. It, it's just like a replacement depot or repel depot is a military unit containing reserves or replacements for troops in frontline formations. That's a different definition. And it's talking about army doing all slang. Administrivia. Administrivia. Okay. Administrivia. Wow, you're like a font of. Oh, I see uh, what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Why? Why do we want to spend our an hour of our precious game time on this thing that doesn't mean anything. If it doesn't, if it means something, then why are we doing something that's so dramatically lopsided anyway? So, me, myself, and I, I would probably do this, I would probably do that. I'm kind of playing devil's advocate right now because... I don't think I've ever seen that before. I don't think I've we ever seen a combat where everyone agrees, oh yeah, we should totally kick well, the shit out of these creatures, it, and so that just happens without any dice Right, rolls. that's... A combat's not not a, a legitimate you know that's thing, a, because when we're talking about a combat, we are going to disagree about the outcome that, of this combat. That, that is a straw man example. It is. Because it's an example that really wouldn't come up. Um... Come okay. On. All right. <laughs> All right. I'll give you that. Okay. Here, here's right. a here's a a, a, okay. a better example. A notice check. I hate notice checks. <laughs> okay. Everyone make a perception roll. Everybody okay. make why a perception just, roll. Why just tell us? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? This is something I'm I'm really and trying. A lot, a lot of us do it. A lot of us do it. It's a habit. It's um. How did she put it? GM referred to it as a GM speed bump. It's, you're going along, something's happened in the game, and the GM needs a, a three seconds to think. Maybe. Yeah. You know, give me a notice roll while I come up with what's actually going on. <laughs> well, I come up with something that for you to notice. Okay. If, but if there's something there, 
if I'm going to have everyone in the room make a notice roll, somebody's going to make it. Absolutely. Mm. Why have them roll dice? Why bother? Just tell them. Just tell them, hey, there's a thing. Unless, of course, you unless, to think. <laughs> unless, unless, the relevant thing is not whether they see the thing, because they're going to see the thing, but the thing's about to jump on them, and the question is whether they're flat-footed or not. Hmm. Now we have a reason, now we have an, a, a, something that we disagree about. Or it could be a perception check for to, to, to notice a particular weakness in an enemy that, if you do miss it, has significance. Right. But if, if the role doesn't have significance, either by success and failure... Isn't it gumshoe that encourages, like, if there's a yeah. clue... They find just it. Just give it to you them. You just they get find it. it. Because yeah. if you have well, you rolling it, if for you have the relevant skill. If you run out right. of relevant skills, then you... That's kind of. But the yeah. takeaway I get from that is, you know, that's a really good point, especially if you're doing an investigating thing. If this, somebody somehow, if everybody storks their roles and they don't get the clue, the game you're fucked. The game right. stops. So just give it to them, and I, I think that applies a lot more than we're giving it credit for. I think when they walk into a room and they say, and they, you know, instead of having everybody make a notice roll, you just say, "All right, here's," and describe the room to them. Right. Anyway, well, I agree. We we kind of got went away from what we, he was talking we about because season nine, episode six. <laughs> good times. Uh, g- good times. Good times. We, oh, that was one of our fudging debates, right? See, uh, and that's why I kind of just stopped talking because then we're starting to really get into that. Because the next question then is, well, if you're just gonna not make the rolls because you all agree it should happen, then you're falling dangerously close into that fudging territory, which then becomes, is the GM cheating? Are you cheating, well, by, not making, all, are you cheating by not making that roll? Because the system, because the game rules say you need to make that roll? No, I you're playing I didn't want to go world. into that, but I, I didn't want to. You're just playing Apocalypse World. Oh. No, you're not. No, because then the GM <laughs> never rolls. Uh, a, a couple things. Uh, where was it? Um, someone just said something very funny in the forum, which I'm going to read in a second. But plus ten to awesome said something. Where'd he go? Plus it's ten a, to awesome. That's someone has a name plus ten to awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's Sandoval. Yeah, dude, that's that's awesome. That's like, <laughs> and it's accurate. I I give him a plus ten to that score. Oh, I can't find it now. It, it, no, yeah, yeah, I'll find it later. But this guy says, Stu, you wouldn't last five minutes with my group. You'd be beaten to death when you opened your mouth and complained about mechanics. We always obey the GM's mechanics, no matter who was GM. Oh, sorry, no way. Um, we we always I, I, we always obey the GM's mechanics. Right. So, so I, 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 that's I, a GM is God group, and I, I disagree. I, I, I disagree. wildly disagree. You are a group of people who have gotten together to agree to do something <laughs> fun together, <laughs> and if one person says, "I think it's going to happen like this," and you I, yeah, have to no, do I, it, and yeah. Does that include house rules? If somebody says, uh, you know what, I just I don't bother to make notice checks, I just have everybody notice stuff, do you would you do you then get irate over that? Uh I w- no. But I mean if uh, there might be a player who said, dude, I just spent fifty character points to up my perception. Yeah. Yeah. At, at which point at a reasonable table you could say, Okay, we're not gonna have perception checks. Put those points somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Refactor. You can, well, you can now buy fifty right. more points. If you're going to if you're going to house rule stuff, yeah, you yeah. Ha- you have to check with the players, yeah. right? Because that we, long to- long time ago example, I wanted to change combat, try to make futilely make combat in fourth edition D and D go faster. I wanted to change something, 
and it would have screwed Bruce's character. So I talked to the players, and here's what I'm thinking about doing, and Bruce is like, but I took this and this specifically for this advantage so I can get out of these kinds of situations. That kind of nerfs what my character is. So at that point, it's either go ahead and change your character and take different feats or whatever, however he had done it, um, and we'll use it, or okay, I'll just drop that and we'll try to f- come up with some other way to speed up combat, like not play D and D. What did you wind up doing? I'm just curious. We did. I, I dropped it. You dropped it. Yeah, we dropped it. Uh, it was a thing where like, if you took your H, you took hit points equal to your constitution. Mm-hmm. You had like <laughs> make a check or something and collapsed or something. Mm, I, yeah. I don't remember what it was, but it was so, some way to try to get combat. Speed up just a little bit. Uh, that was that was the whole monsters always hit but do half damage thing. That one we did for a while. Yeah. No, uh, it was. That wasn't what we that what we uh, it was. Monsters have half their hit points, but always roll max damage. Always do max damage. So their damage per round remains the same. But they're on the board half. But they're as on the board half as board half yeah. as long. Right. I totally missed what you said. What did he say? What he says? I totally missed what you said. I'm, uh, I'm misinterpreting he's the one who what was you're saying, saying. Talking about you not. Oh, I missed your. Minutes. I missed your second sentence. Well, let me go back and look at that really quick. Our group was all friends, though. Okay. Okay. Wow. What a. Well, that's, that's fine. That's different because I no, I normally play with enemies still. and. <laughs> I hate the people I play. I with. I hate the people I play with. Actually, Fuck you those know, it's, guys. it is interesting because early on, Stu and I got an email about it. It's like, oh, it's just my playing group. I'm not really friends with them. And he and I looked at each other like, what? Uh, you remember yeah, this email? Well, you know, yeah, yeah it was a really strange thing for us. And now I'm beginning to understand. It's like there are just some people that get I, together and play. Yeah, like I was like, actually here that. that I was here when that email was read. Yeah, because um, we were talking about it. I played in a group. <coughs> back hey, he in, called us assholes back in. <laughs> our, oh what? come on! <laughs> well, um, he's not wrong. You're totally misinterpreting what I said, assholes. I, I played in a group back in Alabama that the only time we got together was to play the game. We well, we didn't see each other outside of that. I Wouldn't, find that so bizarre. Wouldn't that be any <laughs> game store group though? You show up every Thursday to play D and D at your right. game yeah. Store, I don't do yeah. that. Well, no, nor do I. I, I, I play I with friends and yeah. poor friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Stu and I were trying to grapple with that, and we kind of came to that whole game store conclusion, too. But also just like, so you guys just get... To, and then we, we brought up the band, which is like, yeah, because, you know, if the band... It's kind of a business or a work or right. something. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting. You know, the thing is, though, if you did that, you uh, could really focus on the gaming. You wouldn't have that, like, hour and a half of... Just general BS when but everybody gets together. But that's the fun part. <laughs> no, I know. I was <laughs> okay. En- enough of the so, convincing. This is the business so of the game. Blake, Are we still assholes? Or we- Blake01, if that's your real name. No. Rephrase what you said. because he, sa- he, th- he says I'm misinterpreting what he said. Or we, the assholes. Because he said plural. Or misinterpreting yes, what he said. all so, of us did. Because we all kind of jumped on what he said. <laughs> so if... <laughs> No, let him. Let him. If, let if him. we misunderstood <laughs> what you were driving at, maybe no, you should you present it better, assholes. And we were friends. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> but if you he's not to, wrong, I mean, if you want to write it out in a way that we're makes just sense. dumb ammunals. <laughs> we've o- we've only got the text, man. Uh, <laughs> so hey, douches, read hey, douches, this. Read this. <laughs> I'll, I'll from take this one. Zaris from Poland. Hi there, douches. Zaras from Poland writing. No accents, please. Stalks hair is great! Go ahead. Daleks are Polish? I have no How idea. does that relate to... 
Yeah, I I'd love one. to know what you did, but I can't hear it on the kind of I have no headphones. He did the Stork's <laughs> hair is great. Stork's hair is great. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just wiped him off. <laughs> Uh, okay, so, no accents, please. Either. Hui wam wid doop. What? What are you reading? It says right there. It's on Hui the thing. wan doop. Up yours. I, oh, I think that's, Czech. I think that's Polish for oh, up Polish. yours. Oh, so I know Polish now. Hui wan wid doop. So, you're totally an expert at Polish now? I totally am. <laughs> Got it. Just ask me. I know things. No, you'll enjoy it. Have a drink. <coughs> it's the second time I'm writing, mainly to tell you about my delight about the new Vampire the Masquerade series you are running. Oh, yay. I've been burning from both ends of your backlog. Well, that sounds really personal. That's, yeah! That is... <laughs> woo! Woo! <laughs> I don't know why you made a train noise, but it's really disturbing. Wow. <laughs> You probably want some incense for that, too, if you're burning from both ends. I'm incensed enough, yes. Uh, Anyway, keeping up on your current episodes and catching up on the old ones, and in the last two months, I've managed to get as far as half of the 12 seasons. That's okay. He'll meet in the middle in a little bit. Oh, dude, I hate to tell you this. There's 15 seasons. Oops. And we get to emails on a very timely basis. I think what he meant was half of the 12th season. Uh, Oh, okay. All right. Half of the 12th season. Okay, sure. All the previous gameplay recordings have been morsels of entertainment, and I hope this newest one will be a long-running one. I've started my adventure with RPGs with this system, I assume he's talking about Vampire the Masquerade, and have returned to it, this time as a storyteller after a brush with Earthdawn, Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, Lead, (laughs) Neuroshima, I think (laughs) Warhammer Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 1st Edition. Oh, one ED. <laughs> well done. Well done. I'm sorry, that totally looks like an LED. Please, please remember that English is not his first language. Oh, no, I'm sure no, that the, when you try to write in Polish, it will be much worse. No, the font. The, it's used, like an old typewriter font. Stu yes. used Courier, and it looks like right. LED. <laughs> but it's Shit. one ED. First edition uh, Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay. Neuroshima. Neuroshima. What is Neuroshima? I've never even heard of that. <laughs> I've never heard of anything. Okay, I'm, I'm never going to make it past this. I'm going to laugh. Go. It. it might be Cyberpunk. Maybe it's Neuroshima. Uh, maybe. And quite some time of running Savage Worlds. I hope the tale you spin will be epic and as fun to listen to as all of your previous game recordings. I think he's talking oh. about the mode of sin. Yes. N- Neuroshima is a Polish tabletop role-playing system inspired by such films and games as Mad Max, Fallout, The Matrix, Terminator, and Deadlands, Hell and Earth. Oh, I, oh, oh, so I want to check a, it out. Post oh, nice. Post-apoc. Better yeah. need to read, probably need to read Polish. Cause yeah, it's I would imagine so. I'll just Google Translate and get the oddest sentences. It's going to be so cool. (laughs) Let me share with a few observations about that game. Firstly, my view on (coughs) checks. The Vampire the Masquerade mechanics are pretty freeform. You can easily combine all the attributes, skills, backgrounds, etc. in whatever way suits your fancy. I prefer to let my players propose what they would like to use and only veto them when they try and use something that blatantly seems out of place for that situation. Secondly, backgrounds. 
Those blighters are only bought at creation and are a second method of reward slash punishment for players by the GM. Use it. If a player... Yeah, this is a, this is a Polish translation here, I think. If a player dominates or enchants or, dominates or enchants with presence a mortal and changes him into a ghoul give her a dot of retainer of course okay if they help someone big time give them a dot of contacts or allies etc this way you can give a player the satisfaction of development without giving out too much xp i agree completely oh really so you, you do that independent of actually just handing out Oh yeah, so totally. If, okay. if 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 like for instance, uh, Kimmy's character, if she ghouled some mortal that she had, and she spent the willpower and gave her the, right. she gets a dot of retainer. Okay, All right. just because <coughs> that's how you represent that—that that she now has a ghoul as a, a dot of retainer. Got it. Thirdly, more diablerie. <laughs> Seriously, drain those old fucks if you can. And if possible, keep your enemies in an ashtray. What does that mean? Diablery I mean. is to, uh, drinking of uh, other vampires' blood. Ah, it's, it's oh. not. It's, or, or it's, it's actually, actually killing it's them by yeah. doing this. It's okay. actually drinking a vampire's blood so much that you drink more than their blood. You drink their soul, and you completely obliterate them. And if they're old enough, they die and turn into ash because vampires turn into ash. Okay, and does that give you their powers? If they are a lower generation than you, it ups your generation by one. Oh. Uh, lowers your generation by one. Yeah. I always get lower. Improves. It improves, improves your generation, generation by it one. Improves. Improves. Yeah, yeah. Because the numbers are backwards. Well, it? that's awesome. Right. Nobody's safe then. So you just go around and kill PCs and up your generation. Well, cool. it's, it's, it's not. It is wildly frowned on in most vampire games. Well, yeah. So first of well, all, it, it's, it's not like that. There's mechanics because yeah. there's a willpower versus willpower and battle that you and have you're, to get in. And you're attacking a vampire of a lower generation than you. Yeah, when you yeah, say lower stronger. generation, you mean an older Old, generation? Older, okay, older. Okay, yes. Just yeah. like smaller numbers. That's that, that's okay. why it, yeah, I always I don't, that, fuck I have it up. to get that right. straight in my brain. And an on older vampire. Older, right. usually, yeah. And on top of that, once you diabolize a vampire, your aura has these black, veiny stains on it. So anyone with Auspects can look at you and go, oh, you're a fucking Diablerist. You murder our kind. And, and then you eat them, too. Well, I mean... and it's That's it's, usually it, how that goes, it, yeah. It, it, it's a crime in the Camarilla, correct? Yes. So, unless, and, and there's the scary so, people that work for the Camarilla that will come and hunt you down. Yeah, unless a blood hunt has been called. If, like, a prince calls a blood hunt, right. sometimes they'll say, yeah, you can go ahead and Diablerize the fucker. But. Right. Oh, on the side note, in Savage Worlds, it's always better to have a higher die because a natural one on an attribute or skill die, regardless of the wild die, means a fail. A lower die type means a higher chance of explosion, but also a higher chance of fail. Don't know why people seem to forget that. Anyway, it's nice to listen to all you guys and gals. In the long hours of work, you're one of the things that keep me more or less sane. Keep up the good work. And have another drink. I surely will. P.S. A douchebag in Polish is a dupek. I now know two words. <laughs> phrases. Phrases. Two phrases. And he's I know spelled douchebag is douchebag. I know a phrase. <laughs> I know a phrase and a word. Dupek. I remember that. P.P.S. Axe body spray for the win. <laughs> okay. About, graphic, about dice and savage worlds. Real quick. A uh, buddy of mine back in, in Alabama, who is a four reels, no shits rocket scientist, um, did the math, and the ultimate, the, the optimal die 
in Savage Worlds is a D8. I was just going to say a D8. Yeah. I was going to guess a D6. No, it's it's a D8 because that gives you the optimal intersection point of uh, likelihood of success versus likelihood of explosion. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. I would have assumed a D8 with no math behind it at all. I seem to remember Tappy came in with a big chart. One of his friends did the same thing, and that's I, that's what inspired him to make the rogue that uh, that just used D4s with the wild dice. And then, of course, it exploded, and he like one shot at an ogre. And, Wait, uh, and the thing it, is, that dam- D4, his damage was all D4s. Yeah, uh, a a D4 will explode twenty five percent of the time. Yeah. On the other hand, it will fail seventy five percent of the time. And li- but for damage. But for damage... Which is what he had it for. Yeah. Um, I haven't done the math, but, you know. He did. No. And, he, and it worked. I he, well, he we one shot the thing had, and left. We yeah. only had one example. Yeah. He's Who like, knows? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's It succeeded wildly, um, though. I will say that in our Weird Wars Rome game, uh, Gina one-shotted a two-headed giant. Dude, with an arrow! That's exactly what he... He, 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 knocked, he killed a giant. Yeah. In one attack, no. this this I've talked about this now because you brought Go it up. For it. This two-headed giant. I mean, we were using miniatures, and we had you know normal-sized miniatures. The miniature itself is fucking huge. It's monstrous big, right? right? Huge miniature. Because I'm an idiot, I was marching my whole what's it called a, a contubernium, contubernium, wow. right down the middle of a a, a, a a ring of standing stones. My character's pretty dumb. I don't know what a contubernium is. It's, uh, it's a, a group it's of eight Roman, Roman soldiers. It's a okay, like a squad. The, the, basically, what it what it comes down to is, it's an eight man unit mm-hmm. because a tent holds eight men. Okay, yeah. right. So this thing hucks a rock at us and takes like seventy five percent of us out. Ouch! With one rock, I was shaken and had two wounds. Eek! Like from perfect health to shaken right. with two wounds, and she goes, huh. Pulls out her bow, knocks an arrow, <laughs> aims for a second, yawns, <laughs> aims a bit more, lets fly, aces like a billion times, <laughs> takes this two-headed giant out with one arrow. The end. It was awesome. Epic. In the eye? No, it went through both heads. Yeah, we we, <laughs> we postulated that it went in. It went temple to temple. Nice. Is she playing Lee Harvey Oswald? <laughs> no, um, she's playing a, na- a native. It's too soon. Uh, speculatory. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's basically like a, a, a native scout. She's like a native scout. Okay. Yeah, it's Roman word for scout. Sniper longbows it for the win. It makes me think of speculum, and that's not pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> but it's speculum is such a great sounding name. Speculum. Um, it's too yeah, bad. It's uh, her character is semi loosely based on a character from a movie called Centurion. Hmm. I remember that. You've heard of it. Arthur Speculum. Male prostitute. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> when I retire, I want to be the paint poet, and that's actually one of the colors I came up with was Speculum Gray. Nice. I, th- I think Richard Speculum would have been better. Okay. All right. Uh, Consane in the membrane. Can I read this because no one could hear me last time? Yes, go. Okay. Dear Stu and the crew, Dan writing it again, yucknom02 on the forums where I'm becoming more active. Well, yeah, we've noticed. We've seen you there. 
<laughs> Exciting news! I have decided to attend my very first gaming convention in November. Yay! Good, Yay. Good job, Dan. Judging from past year's schedules, it seems like this will finally allow me to play games of Swords and Wizardry as Yay. well as Call of Cthulhu. Yay! I've been very interested in learning these games, but alas, no one I know has gotten around to running them. Hopefully I'll finally get a chance to try them at an actual table, no less. Perhaps two games I have been even more excited about, but have also never played, are Legend of the Five Rings and Dogs in the Vineyard! Well, I just played L5R and Stu's played Dogs in the Vineyard, so yay. I really want to try them, but the prospect of coming up with a brand new campaign, especially when I'm stuck for ideas for a second session of my new Traveler campaign, seems far too daunting. Uh Uh-oh. I just can't seem to scratch the itch. Um, okay. Seeing that I probably won't get to any get any opportunities to play in these games at this convention either, I did the only logical thing I could do. Sign up to run two games as a GM! Right on. Oh, man. Oh, man. Brave. So, to summarize my position. One, this is my first time going to a convention. Yes, I will have deodorant. Thank God. Yes. Stu's just applauding everything. It's a good email. Two, I have played neither L5R or... Before three, I have GM'd only two or three RPGs before, and only for friends. This feels insane. It is. It is insane. Awesome. Now the two-part question: One, any tips for how I should prepare for these games? Given that I am brand new to both systems, on the podcast, Tim gave an (gasps) encouraging title of his first con experience, but he has previously GM'd many non-com games before and was quite familiar with. S&W going into his game. I just don't have that level of experience. That's you, my first time You just made him glow. Right. <laughs> so That's my right first now. email mention. Aww. I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> so Wait till you get bad press. You, you won't see <laughs> right. right? That fucker Tim. Yep. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait till he comes back from the con and both games failed. And I know, right? That, that, that asshole. <laughs> Tim's fault. Yeah, you got swords and wizardry. It sucked. You got to take the good with the bad. Uh, <laughs> yep. You got a thick skin here. Bum <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Two. I know Stu has played both of the game systems I'm planning to run, and perhaps some of the other hosts in attendance have too. For both games, are there any aspects of the settings or mechanics that you wish you'd known before you started playing? In other words, what should I make absolutely sure I don't gloss over once everyone shows up at my table? Note. I am already hoping to playtest things online if I can. The L5R game is a pre-made scenario from AEG, complete with pre-games, or pre-gens, excuse me, and I plan on setting aside some time at the beginning of... Dogs, did, 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 Dogs in the Vineyard. Dogs in the Vineyard, thank you, I have to say it out. For character creation and training slash initiations before getting into the main scenario, cheers, Dan. <laughs> Not reading terribly well. P.S. Speaking of crazy convention activities, I want to give a big congratulations to... DT Pints? Mm-hmm. Yes. For he runs JackerCon. Ah, for his efforts in running JackerCon. So it says seven last month, especially his game All Out of Jelly Beans. So th- th- this, just to reiterate that, because you went by so fast, he ran, uh, this is JackerCon 7. This yes. is the seventh seven. convention that yeah. he's been running. For us, that just, and for the rest of the, of the, of the people on the forums and such. Aww. In said game, Jimmy Carter, parentheses, me, Delivered a roundhouse kick to the back of the Secretary of Defense's head, a move quickly followed by Richard Nixon launching an American flag javelin style into some poor schmuck's chest. Nice. If that doesn't help promote how awesome JackerCon games can be, I don't know what will. Well, maybe the fact that we all smoked crack on our way to gas the Olympics for the good of humanity. Awesome. PPS, take a drink. What a game. 
Cool. Okay. Uh, yeah. You're going to be running L5R and Dogs in the Vineyard. Um, my suggestion, if you have not run it before and you're going to run it at a game convention, is to leave Shugenja out of the game. Because in adding the magic system into it is going to complicate the game mm-hmm. a little bit. It's a whole other set of rules right. that someone else has to read on the fly. Yes. Apparently and, you and did. No, Bruce did. <laughs> oh. Bru- yeah, Bruce, Bruce picked that character in, the, in Bill's game. Um, but, I mean, there's plenty of variations between the Bushi classes in L5R where you could make an archer, a heavy weapons guy, a duelist, and then maybe just like a regular fighter kind of Bushi. So there's four characters right there, all of which will have different roles in a combat setting. I would also say leave out monks as well, because hey. they're also a little tricky. Uh-uh. Okay. <laughs> leave them out. <laughs> not, not as, we, ne- we never had them in, in our campaign, ever, once. No one yeah. ever played a monk. Everyone always played a crane. Well, you've got the co, and you've got, they've also had, like, these sort of mystical powers. Kind of. I don't think it's as complicated as Shugenja. No. But I, I don't know. What's um, the difference between a monk and a crane? A crane is a clan. There's, like, crane and lion and uh, okay. crab. There's different clans. Okay. And monks... Monks actually aren't samurai. They're that, not yeah, part of yeah. that class, that caste uh, in the in, in Rokugan. They're like the, the Shaolin, you know. Kung yeah, Kung yeah, Kung. yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah I right. know what a monk would. You said you said uh, play a monk or a crane or well, something. Uh, and I everyone, don't know. Everyone in our so. in our game was a samurai. They were all part of the crane clan because that was what we were playing. Ah. But um, and, and but de- you definitely put in a courtier. I mean, that's something I wouldn't shy away from. That's definitely totally part of the setting. I mean, Shugenja is part of the setting, but it is a complicated... Th- it, it, it's it's going to add a complication, and unless you have a player who knows how to play it, and it's also going to be more rules for you to have to know and have in your noodle when you start to play the game. You're going to have a lot of stuff on your blade anyway. As far as what to make sure you accentuate when you let the play- when the players sit down, uh, the, the tenants of Bushido, the seven... What would you call them? Uh, the, the, the seven tenets of Bushido is about right. Seven paths. Well, no, the, I'm, no, I'm, it's like um, codes of behavior. It's like it's. But um, there's a word there's specifically a word. for it, but there's I can't a word. Think of it. Right. Um, it's right on the tip of my tongue, but what? Uh, anyway, like principles. It's principle. No, it's not no, principles, it's but not it's like either. principles. It's like that. Tenets. Well, tenets. Yeah. They're, they're, they're the Pillars. seven tenets of Bushido. Pillars. Like that, we're getting close. We're getting all pillars? around. We're circling it. Jim said pillars. <laughs> it's a, we're, we're all around it, but yeah, virtues is the word I was thinking of. How well, about seven. virtues? De- it, thank you. Virtues? Yes, yes. Thank, thank you. God, you God. are here. <sighs> but I, I take it a, a shugenja is mm-hmm. like a wizard. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, they're kind of a priest. They are. Okay. And they okay. read spells off of scrolls, and they have a Vancean magic system. Yeah, they're like a yeah. divine and, there's, and their spells are powerful, but it takes a long time for them to cast. And, you know, in a con game, you like to be handed an entirely separate packet that you're, like, trying to internalize really super fast. It just right. isn't that effective. And you, right, typically yeah. with, in that scenario, a player is going to grab, like, two or three things that look like they're interesting or useful, and they're going to forget about the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Which could nerf a Shugenja character. It could. Um, 
but I, I mean, I would definitely, I would even have the the tenants of Bushido written out there, displayed because that's what I yeah, when that's I ran what the Bill game. Did. I had okay. a whiteboard up, and I had them all written down on there, right over my head, so the players and I would take my fan and. Are you guys following this? Yeah, well, yeah when, when we would start to wander astray, you're like, right. honor, hello, honor, discipline. Oh. Um, was that courteous? Yeah, was that courteous? Would you just? Um, in, that's in, really part of the setting. In in general terms of game prep for a con, one prep the daylights out of it because you're not going to need it, but you will need to have internalized it. Mm-hmm. You will, you will need to have immersed yourself in this material so that when you go, okay, so here's the game, and here's this big, giant, shiny hook, and the players all go left instead. <laughs> you can go, <gasps> wait, wait, wait. Okay, we can do that. Because <laughs> right. you're going, it's going to happen, and after that moment of panic, you can go, wait, wait, wait. I know this. I know this. It's, we're good. It's Unix. Unix, I know this. <laughs> oh, dude. Come on, man. Really? <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's a Unix little system. Blocks. I know this. <laughs> oh, we're old. <laughs> uh, Singularly the worst representation it was, it was of, Tron. of computer technology. No, that was Jurassic Park. No, it was Tron. We're Unix is Park. Tron. If you watched okay. what happened on the computer screens in Jurassic Park, Unix must be what Tron is written in. <laughs> you don't get what I'm saying. Tron was written in a proprietary mainframe system <laughs> using the Encom OS and Encom specific terminals. Oh, sorry. Um, no him should away. I start talking in my comic book guy voice? Which is also your Scully Wallace voice. Which is also no, which his, is a, which is also which is his <laughs> Tribune voice. <laughs> yeah, the lisp actually you have one, in, you in, have one accent. I, no, I have several. I, I'm only using one now. When I was listening to the to the AP of the vampire game, I was sitting there going, "That fucker." So, okay, so Tim's got one character. <laughs> so, well, so the the lisp is just in the in the in the the, um, the Rome game is because he's supposed to be this effete high society kind of. Oh, he was originally supposed to be biggest thicketh. Yeah, biggest thicketh. Right. Bigoth right. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. And he was he was originally supposed to be a Spaniard, though I figured he'd have that Castilian, Castilian thing going on. But then he was like, "Nah, you have to be from Rome." So I was like, "Fuck it, I'm going to keep the lisp anyway." We will, we we spying. And but, but Scully, his fangs never sh- go. No, off. I understand the reason for it. And I thought it just well, amused me. I thought it's perfect. Especially with yes. a name like Scully okay. Wallace. I mean, how can you not lisp Scully Wallace? Scully Wallace. <laughs> All right. Take care, Chris. Bye, Thank Chris. Au revoir. Bye. Uh, as far as Dogs in the Vineyard, I only played it once. I don't remember a whole lot about the system. I remember you need a big dice, a lot of dice. Bring a lot. Bring all of your dice. Bring, yeah. I, I have actually not played Dogs yet. It's, it uses a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, there was a big pile of dice. I gave yeah. the guy. I felt bad for the GM because we actually started running low on some dice. The character sheets are relatively simple, though, right? They're very simple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it is a fun game. It's a fun game. And, and there again, the setting. You sound like you already know more about the setting than I do because I only got what the right. GM explained, and it, he just kind of basically gave us a general explanation of who we are because we were do- you know, we were dogs. You're you, the, gar- the the 
the guardians of the faith. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, something that occurs to me it occurred to me earlier, but I, I'm going to say it now, like it just now occurred to me. Uh, you're running two games that have uh, high pillars of virtue here. Right? Yeah. All the characters are motivated by virtuous deeds, and maybe you could run the same scenario <coughs> in each game, just be- using the different systems oh, yeah. and see how they come out. Maybe yeah. you might I, be able to. It's a cool idea. Dogs um, of the Vineyard, champion levels of dice, or yes, uh, yeah. There's a big pile of dice, and you pull out the ones you're going to need for because you have like aspects uh-huh. that have a die attached to them, and if you convince the GM that you that this aspect applies, you add that in with your skill dice and then your attribute dice or whatever they are. I don't remember now. Mm. But you start out with this large pile of dice and you roll them and then you pair the numbers up and you're trying to beat the other guys. It's like a bid system. Ah, okay. The the, the one thing I would suggest is to um, uh, I just fell out of my head. Never mind. I was going to say, in general, we've talked about we've <laughs> talked about con games before. Uh, my my take on designing gen- pregens for people is make them the best at their one skill. Like have the range guy be the best archer, have the courtier be really good at that. Have so everybody has and make sure right. they have a thing that they get to do during the game. Right, because it really sucks if you're the range guy and you're spending the entire time underground. Um, um, I, I just remembered it. Okay, um, when you are doing the dice bidding thing in Dogs of the Vineyard. Let the dice shape your narrative. Like, if you're in a conversation with someone, you both make your roles, and you're trying to... Con- the you know, player character is trying to convince your NPC, and you both have your, your pools. As you're moving your dice forward, don't just sit there and pair the dice up. Create a narrative around the action of doing that. Make it so that... you know, ha- Encourage the player, when he's coming up with his very convincing thing, because he has two dice with very high numbers on it, Encourage him to to give his you know the, the you know his best push on the or his best argument for trying to convince him. And it, when you you know start running out of dice, have your guy start to you know become more hemming and hawing. Mm. And, well, gosh, okay. maybe you're right. Okay. Well, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. M- make sure because it, it that game could easily turn into well, like, hey, let's compare dice. Okay, you convinced him. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. It could do that, but like you said, that's not the way you want to play it. No, not at all. You just want to make sure that you you create a narrative that fits the dice that are there, right. rather than just ignore narrative while you're figuring out the dice. Gotcha. Is there anything else? Is that a um, not directly on his email, but kind of a little bit sideways to that topic? You want to do the same thing with aspects and fate. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking in my head that that sounds kind of like yeah. aspect. You want to do the exact same thing with aspects and fate. That makes sense. Y- you could do it with a lot of things, skill checks as well, or um, social mechanics. Social mechanics, yeah. completely. Well, we kind of do do that with skills and stuff already, don't we? Mostly, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you 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 make your skill check, and depending on how well you make it or miss it, you say, you know, oh wow, I. Really screwed that one up. I tripped and fell on my sword while I was trying to mount my horse or whatever. Or, you know, right. I jump up on the horse and I and look exceedingly awesome while I do it. I, I run up to the I run up to the horse. I do a, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, vault into the saddle and... I vault oh to a triple God. gainer and land on the saddle and I look awesome. I, I, my point being, I think we do that. I think... I think you'd be surprised how many people don't. It's like a roll. Oh, you didn't make it. You didn't. It didn't yeah. succeed. 
yeah that well that's the whole um yeah there's a whole a whole lot of people uh i don't even know if i want to say it this way but watch it i know give your email out (laughs) well well like you know like the people who walk into a room and say i want to use my search skill to search the room yeah I got a 24. What do I find? Yeah. And GM says, okay, well, you find a treasure chest and it's going to treasure it. <laughs> yep. A lot of people play that way, you, though. Yeah. It is a 20 by 20 square room. <laughs> yeah, right. You S- find a chest in the corner with three gems in it. There is a so pit trap in the question. floor. Oh, shit. I shouldn't have read that. If I run the Star Wars game yes. and you're in it and you yes. play a Wookiee, yes. is he going to have a lisp? No. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you that if I'm playing in that game when that happens, there will be a shot Wookiee. Flip the table. (laughs) 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 No, and you know what? The funny thing is, those two characters, the only time I've ever used a lisp, ever. Your story to stick. I'd stick to that story too. I think yeah, no, it's a good point. Okay, wait, sure. hold on, hold on. <laughs> sure. Did, yeah. did I? Did I? Did I use a lisp in your moment of truth game? No, but you didn't make that character. Did I use a lisp in your zombie mall game? Nope. But he didn't make that character. He didn't make that character. <laughs> as far as we're concerned, every character you make has a lisp. Oh, Our sample f- says it's true. For fuck's sake. <laughs> A jamming horror story from David from Michigan. A jamming horror story. <laughs> I'll read that one now, just because you had to say that. Go ahead. It's three pages long. Is it really? You see what you did there. You totally baited him into it, didn't you? You totally did. Awesome. Got am, am I really, I'll read that. Am I really that easy? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I'll help you out. I'll, I'll, no, I'll that, no out that's fine. I will do this. I'll, I'll sound, tell you what. I'll sound up. You do a page. Story. You do a page. No. I'll do a page. No. Go ahead. I'll do the whole thing. All right. I'll take it all, Jib. (laughs) (laughs) This is an unmarked rail part. Please don't touch. You're going to be looking at it. (laughs) I thought thought you were saying that. (laughs) I did. He recorded it. Well, no, it was like... (laughs) Uh, Anyway, okay. Do you you have sound bites of all of us, don't you? Uh, Not anymore. A lot of them I've I've gotten rid of. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so because I had to switch soundboards and some of those files I, I didn't have the original files anymore. Gotcha. Did you lose all of the uh, ho, 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 that guy, Charles Nelson Riley? That, yeah. <laughs> you just got the laugh though. <laughs> oh, you didn't get the topper one. That for a topper. <laughs> well played. That makes me grin. You got to go look at the CNR, uh, uh, the song CNR by uh, Weird Al. After when you get home. You dress in the manner of a male prostitute. See, and that's a good one to have too. Yeah. But you shouldn't talk about Stark like that. It's, it's true. I'm gonna... <laughs> oh. Go ahead. Wah, wah. Okay, let me read this email. Well, I still have vocal cords. Do it. It's David from Michigan again. Do it. Do it. I decided it's time for another gaming horror story. But first, a quickie. My first time with D&D 4E. Well, I call it a quickie because it won't take long to tell. It certainly felt anything but quick at the time. It was a D&D game day with a module crafted by Wizards of the Coast themselves to introduce 4E to new... Go ahead. I'm giving you the soundtrack. Oh, okay. (laughs) To introduce 4E to new players. And the entire session consisted of one four-hour combat. (laughs) Yes, you heard me right. We got about one minute of narration that we showed up in the ruins. 
Then we were asked to roll initiative, and the last enemy didn't drop until four hours later oh, when so our time a, slot was finished. It's a quick combat, then. It's yeah, a totally. Typical, yeah. quick, yeah. 4E combat. <laughs> wow, only four hours? <laughs> didn't we have like a seven hour or something? We, yeah. had a, like, we had like a seven hour session because there was like a four and a half hour combat. How in. many players? Uh, a lot. A lot. No, <laughs> that, I don't think that one had all okay. 11 players. Probably eight or nine. A lot. Too many. 11 players in D&D? Yeah. 4E. 4E. You could do it in first edition. Yeah, I did, I did you, it You totally could do it in first, first edition. Ed. You might be able to pull it off in fifth, too, maybe. Mm, depend mm. on what level they were. Yeah, it depends on what level they were. Make sure you kill them all before they hit fifth level. <laughs> <laughs> nope, gotta go back to first level, sorry. Uh, what level? Fourth level? How many experience do you need to get to fifth? Okay, alright, thanks. <laughs> You're one shy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that was supposed to be the first of three or four combats in that scenario. <laughs> I guess Wizards of the Coast didn't realize how long 4E combats took yet. Anyway, I'm on- convinced they never they, they never playtested that system past fifth level. I don't think they cared. They sold a <laughs> fuck ton of them, and that was all they they did. Yeah. You know, they're not producing a lot of stuff for 5th edition. Have you noticed that? No, they've laid off a whole bunch... Yeah. Months ago, they laid off but, a whole bunch of people. Right, well, they do, that, they do that every Christmas. Yeah, it sounded like a skeleton crew, and right. I think they're trying a very different approach with 5e. Like not producing anything? Well, I think Hasbro gave them no money, and so yeah. I think they're yeah. just trying well, to... That seems to me that would happen because it would probably didn't sell very well. And they're probably waiting for the quarter to, to come around and then go ahead for Hasbro to give them more money. And most they, of the stuff they have put out has been actually developed by other people. Like Out of the Abyss, that was outsourced. Really? Um, I didn't know that. Some, what's the other one? Because that, that one just came out, Out of the Abyss. Just third-party stuff? Yeah, no, it's not third party. It's no, it's Roxy. not third party. It's developed by other people, they and just... then they publish it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because they've only they've only put out a what two, three or Princes four? of the Apocalypse, and then it was um, I've got that out of the all the demon stuff out of the abyss, right? And then there's another. And then one there's the Rise of Tiamat. Yeah, Rise of Tiamat. That's right. And then Rise of Tiamat was first. Prince of the Apocalypse and Out of the Abyss. But there's also the the Tiamat one is like book two of a two part yeah. thing. But they've put well, maybe five books besides yeah. the the big three. That's it. Yeah. No player's handbook two. No DMG two. No. I think they're waiting to see how well it sells. They're probably waiting for the for the big parent company to cut the purse springs loose and give them more money. Well, depending on success, it had a big bump when it first came out, and then it faded. Why do you say a big bump? Well, well when it, it came out, shiny. yeah, it was the new shiny, and people liked it from the playbook. Oh, a big. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, say, I, bump in sales. Yeah, I heard not I not a speed bump like a in speed the middle bump. of the road. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, it had a big big bump. Yeah, in it sales. did. Everyone, I've. There are more people who like it than dislike it. Oh yeah, from what absolutely. Yeah, by, absolutely. By, no, that is absolutely by a great margin. True. Yeah, it's a fair statement. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know that I would say it's selling all that well. I'll bet it's the number one seller. It got Bruce to buy Wizards products again. So I'll it bet really? it's the number one yeah. seller. However, wh- before Pathfinder, the number one seller was probably. Seventy-five percent of the total revenue of the RPG market. Yeah, yeah it's not going to be the, there now. And now being the top seller is probably forty percent, not or, even, or fifty percent, not even. Well, it's still. I mean, if you think it's hard for us to tell because they all, never release their numbers. All yeah. other role-playing games compared to D and D and Pathfinder. 
Yeah, teeny. Yeah, a small part of the market compared to all the, the, compared to that stuff. And, I mean, but we'll I, never I really think, know because they no, don't release their no. numbers. So this is all but conjecture. If you, but if you look at the IPV or whatever that that thing that comes out where they 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 try to calculate yeah. sales numbers, the last one that came out, I'm pretty sure fourth fifth edition. It's like a big pie it. chart. Most of it was there, and then there's just a couple little slivers on this. Yeah, yeah. Everything yeah. else. Right, the, RPGs are a dying market. It really is. I mean, if you look, look at the announcement today. When 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 Fantasy Flight Games bought Legend of the Five Rings, what's the thing that they immediately announced they're going to start working on? Card game, card game, not the role playing game. Remember how aghast we were when Steve Jackson yeah, said, "Well, Steve yeah, don't 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 make a role playing game. And there's no money in that." We're like, <gasps> "What?" And then we're like, "Yeah, he's." I don't. I don't think it's a dying market. I think it is a niche. It's a niche market, and it's a right-sized market. It's a play because it's no because when, when it's reached, it's reached its penetration. Exactly, exactly. Well, and and oh, it, there's a couple of things going oh. on too because if people buy, get a system they like, or a couple systems they like, and that's all they play. Yeah. Whereas with the card game, you can constantly release new packs, oh, and yeah. they're forced to go out and buy yeah. new ones. And well, you had you had when D and D three came out, and the OGL, and there was just this glut of crap on the market. Shit, right? A lot of shit. People started buying stuff, and that inflated. Uh, the marketplace, right? And you know, Wizards was like, "Oh well, let's not do that anymore." And now all the OGL stuff is tapered off, and we're and there back is to, no OGL for fifth edition. There's no OGL for fifth edition, so we're back to like, which I think is where it should be. Well, which is I, small, y- and yeah, rich. but there's not much support for fifth edition. Does it need a lot? Be nice. To we'll have see. Be nice I don't to have know. Some stuff. The people, yeah. the, the people who tend to play D and D, love them spot books, and they're yeah, gonna want them. Okay. And now there's no OGL for other people to do it, and Wizards ain't doing it. But you know who is making spot books still? Vampire. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you know what a lot of people are doing with Fifth Edition now? What? They're falling back on standard copyright law, which says that you cannot copyright game mechanics. So they're going ahead right. and making shit that's compatible with 5e and calling it like, you know, 5th edition compatible or something. And they're creating little 5e logos. Necromancer Games has a bunch of shit that's 5th oh, edition really? compatible. Okay. But right. they, they can't say it's fifth D&D, edition. Right. but they can say, you know, like, 5th edition stuff. And Works with the wor- your favorite role-playing game. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, anyways, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no problem. Anyway, on to the main course. It was my senior year in college. Mm-hmm. The GM was my roommate. I mm. never thought this could happen to me. No, it's yeah. not really in there. <laughs> and he had decided to run a campaign that year using his own rule system. And he had decided to run a campaign that year using his own rule system. The only thing I remember from that rule set was that every attack required four dice rolls. Attacker rolls to hit against defender's dodge roll. Then attacker's rolls damage against defender's armor roll. Yeah. Even if a player managed to hit, odds were the attack would deal zero damage. Mm, bad idea. Yeah. So after explaining these rules, we're asked to make characters. The GM requests that we create people with strong ties to the local church. No problem there. I create a paladin whose job it is to travel with and guard priests when they leave the church. Then he introduces the party leader, an NPC who's some hero for many previous battles. Oh, no. <laughs> Translation. GMPC. Yep. Translation. He's more powerful than any of the PCs, and he outranks us, so we have to follow his orders. This is the character I'm playing. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> right? 
The first session involves us following this NPC until we fall through the ground into some ancient ruined temple to forgotten gods. The GM happily informs us that these are now our gods. Huh? What? I guess once you land on a god, they they become yours. All right. Really? So if I trip and fall right at in Mecca, yes, and you land and you happen if to you, land if on if Muhammad. you happen to land on the shadow of the temple, okay, then you are immediately co-opted. All right. right. Yes. After making sure that our character's belief in our current religion was a central aspect of who we were. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> he now tells Power us through. He now tells us that we should abandon that religion in favor of a new one. We just fell on. Yes. Yeah. But, okay. All right. Very good. <sighs> Breathe. It's not over yet. There's more. No, I know. It's There's more. The highlight of the next session is when we invade a dragon worshipping army. They wait, have Wait, wait, wait. They invaded a dragon worshipping army. Yeah. Did they then convert to dragon worship? Oh, God. <laughs> they invaded it. They yeah, invaded they totally it. They totally did. Yeah. Right. The whole army. I wonder if they took it from the rear. Don't know. Flanked it. They have wyvern mounts. One of the players, let's call her Anne, declares that she wants to steal a wyvern. Since our GM never met a woman he didn't have a crush on, he agrees instantly, and the Wyvern becomes an inseparable ally to Anne's character within minutes. The Wyvern's change of loyalties gave me whiplash. But now, we have to follow the plot wagon somewhere else. I don't remember why. I argue that we should report back to the church, seeing as they're the ones who sent us on this mission, and this new task is completely unrelated to our orders. Remember... We were told to make characters whose loyalty to the church was a core aspect. This leads to a division of the party as I travel back to the church to report in while everyone else heads away. The next session was the most fun I had in the entire game, largely because I didn't have to play in it. Yes. <laughs> when splitting the party becomes a good thing. The session began with the party, sans my paladin, getting trapped in a forest based on the lost woods from Zelda. That is to say, a forest where direction means nothing, where getting lost is guaranteed. After an hour or two of letting the players try everything they could think of to find a way out and failing every single time, no roll required, with me sitting there observing all the while, happy that I split the party, the GM finally decides it's time to let the plot continue. <coughs> An NPC shows up to lead the party out of the forest. Yet again, an NPC gets to be the hero instead of the player characters. Mm -hmm. by, then, my, by then, my character had reported back and been GM hand-waved with the general mission of, yeah, follow those other guys. I played along because I wanted to stick with the party. I just needed a reason, no matter how flimsy, to do so. <coughs> Excuse Bless me. you. <coughs> Thank you. <coughs> Rumpf. I request a horse. I'm kidding. <laughs> I request a horse since I'll need since I'll need it to catch up to the party. I admit it was also because I was jealous of the wyvern, 
However, since I lack the appropriate genitalia, as soon as I catch up with the party, my horse is killed, and I'm informed that I'll have to pay the church back for that horse. Women get wyverns, men get debts. Glad our GM wasn't playing favorites. It's just like society, really. It totally is, yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) The last session begins with us finding some magic book that teaches shadow magic. This was actually a neat bit of storytelling. We learned to use the book to turn people into shadows so that they can move along walls, which is necessary to solve the room's puzzle. I start to think the game is looking up. Then, the enemy shows up. Some evil dragon worshipper woman with a hulking monster ally. And a wyvern. And a wyvern. (laughs) And a wyvern. Two rounds into the combat, I realize that the GM has failed to balance things. It's taking three of our five players constantly healing every single round just to keep us on our feet. Yikes. While the other two fail to do any damage to the enemies. Wow. I decide to even the odds with a heroic sacrifice, which would have the added benefit of getting me out of the game. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> so you, you, you're pulling a black leaf on yourself. Yeah. Totally oh, is. Right? I, my character died. I have to my leave My character the group. died. I have to leave the group. <laughs> They actually said, "No, no, Blackleaf, stay." He said, "No, no, I'm dead. No, I'm I got dead. to. Go. No, we can res, we can res you. I'm dead. No, no, Blackleaf, not died. Blackleaf. I got to go. Not Blackleaf. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Oh, we need sacrifice. to do a dramatic reading of that one day. On the have podcast. you have you seen the movie Dark Dungeons? <gasps> It was There's a kick- movie. Oh my god, it's fucking awesome! I have to find the DVD. I, I was it was a Kickstarter. I got it. I don't know what I did with it. I have to try to find it, but I can find it all. But it was it. a movie version of the Chick Track Dark. Yes, Dungeons. yeah, it's fully licensed and everything. Stu- Holy and, shit! Um, it is. So Stu's funny. in it in a way, and so is Roper. Yeah, How are you I, I named a character, and Bill Bill named a character. Our characters are oh, because you because the money, the money we put in. Yeah, put dude, in you have to find that. I have to see it. I'll, I'll look around and see if I can find it. If not, I don't. Maybe I can buy it from him again or something. But um, my favorite line in the movie, and this happens in the very beginning. So they're, they're going around this college. Did they teach you how to use the real magic? Well, of course. <laughs> it's the story. Dude, it's, that's so awesome. It's the, it's the track. In the very beginning of it, they're going around the college, and the, there's a guy giving a tour to like these two girls, uh-huh. right? Who are the two girls in the in the in the track? Um, and the, you know, they're going on. Oh yeah, and this is the volleyball team, all the whatever. And then then all of a sudden they start playing this really cool music, and walking down the hall are like like four or five people all dressed in black and it's like slow-mo and like boom they walk along. it's like reservoir dogs exactly <laughs> and, 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 the, and the two girls look at the guy and they're like who are they those are the RPGers we've been trying to get them kicked out of this school for years but they're just too popular because <laughs> that that sets the scene for the movie right because oh, RPGers are the popular shit. kids that's right because you know Oh my god! Because you know that was so awesome. popular when I was in in, <laughs> yeah. in high school and college. I laughed so hard when I saw that. I almost saw it on my chair because it was so popular. We told everyone we were playing poker, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Uh, okay, getting back to the email, do, 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 do. Uh, which would have the added benefit of getting me out of the game and use the shadow magic to pull the overpowered monster minion and myself into the shadow thinking to distract it long enough for the other players to get the upper hand and defeat the other enemy. But nope, that's not how the GM planned it. 
The monster, on its very next turn, undid my spell to return to the 3D world and resume pummeling the player characters. Oh, damn. Mind you, there'd been no indication up to this point that this monster had any capacity for shadow magic whatsoever. Guess he rolled a crit on his plot immunity power. Excellent. Wow. The session ends in the middle of this very combat. Just in the middle of a player's turn, the GM declares, It's getting late. Let's continue this next game. And as I said above, that was the last session we ever played. Hope you enjoyed the story. Your loyal fan, David, from Michigan. Excellent. I, I really hope that games like that still aren't being played. They but are. I have a suspicion they, they are. are. Yeah. And they don't know any better. Are. Yeah. And that's that scares me. And and in, and me. in games like that, there's one person who's sitting there going, "This isn't right. What? There has to be something better than this." You hope so. You hope that they're that there's you know that they're not yeah. so so blind to it that they're like, "This is yeah, this is fun. Okay." Yeah. Because that's there's no nothing fun about that. No. People out there, if you see these games being played, stop them. Save them now. Have them tune into this podcast. Interject and run a game for a real game for them because this can't continue. This is so sad. It's terrible. Wow, your playing sucks. You need to listen to Happy Jacks. <laughs> yep. It's a, it's, a, it's a sticker we can hand out to people. There you go. Your the- game sucks. Listen to Happy Jacks. <coughs> so, are to- your GMPCs kicking the shit out of you? Listen to Happy Jones. <laughs> Sorry. Tomorrow we have Bill's Star Wars Traveler game. Yes. Three to seven. Sunday we have uh, Mode of Sin. Mode of Thin. Mode of Thin. Mode of Thin. And then D&D on Monday. What are you playing? <laughs> uh, I'm actually playing Pathfinder tomorrow night. Um, and then... Um, was supposed to play Weird Wars Rome on Sunday, but somebody double booked. Oh. Hi. I have I'm, a chart. Maybe I should share my chart with you. Hi, my name is Hi, Tim, like, and I can't schedule for shit. <laughs> <coughs> Are you guys always on the second uh, Sunday of the month? I'm going to try to c- nail down a, an exact... Because second a Sunday of the month is our real yeah, War second, from game. Okay, second right. Sunday of the month, I, I was going to talk th- to him about that I just tonight. threw up, threw out. You just threw up? I just a little in his mouth. I just, threw <laughs> I, just threw, I just threw out a bunch of dates that I was available and put the thing up, and everyone was available on that date. Or at least said they were. <laughs> so, okay, so here's the deal. Evidently, we were on the second Sunday of the month. And I knew that we were on the second Sunday of the month, but I didn't, like know it like i never put it on my calendar right so too bad someone can't make some kind of like if there was a computer program dude do a thing program that you could use to like like put dates in you know but for those for those listening to the podcast i'm holding up for everybody what if there's a big papery thing that you could write it on i just i have that and my girlfriend and i share it so she can see when i'm doing gaming shit and i can see when she's doing school shit i just didn't put it on and 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 it seems like every time we've played the Weird Wars game, there's like all these emails that go back and forth of the, when are we playing next? And we wind up scheduling a date. So that just reinforced in my scheduling deficient head that it's more ad hoc. Okay. And so I never thought. To, this is But why. Gina came up today. It was, it was all Gina came out with an email that was like, Gina's email was like, listen, bitches. <laughs> all right. It's the second goddamn Sunday of the month. All right. So put that shit on your calendar. And quit being dicks. 
And I know it didn't come off like that. But she didn't say it like that. No, no she, she should have. She, awesome. she totally didn't as well. But I read it like that because I felt, you know, all sorts of shit. Hey, I'm playing a game, though. Another game, too. What? I was going to say that someone's cute to say, what game are you playing, Tim? What, what game are you playing? I'm That's playing... What I, said. I said, what? I just add the game are you playing. <laughs> I know, but there was a pause, like... Okay. Like a pause, you, like waiting you were, for you, you to You were talk. making the assumption there that we cared. We were just oh, you. Nice. Go Stu, ahead. What Stu, you it? weren't validating him quick enough. I know validating. Oh, that really, feel really better. What are you playing? I'm running my uh, forum-based play-by-post vampire game. All called right. L.A. by Fire. We've got 18 players now. It's going really well. There's an awesome mix of Happy Jacks people and uh, really, really dedicated uh, vampire players. Uh, it's an. It's turned out to be a really awesome game. It works better when there's more players. Come on by, sign up, labyfire.org. There's Excellent. Some, there's some people on the forums that were asking about uh, trying to get in games like that. Are you, yeah. Is it open to everybody? So I mean, how many everybody? people are you willing to bring in? Uh, the, the last time I ran this game, it had a high of 50 players. Wow. All right. It's, it's very player-driven, and it's very sandboxy. So you can make your character and get in, and just each, each forum represents a location in the city... And so you can just get in and start talking okay. to people and doing shit. So, yeah. It's a play-by-post game, Benji. It's yes. not a LARP. Play-by-post. No, it is not a LARP. Tim, don't play LARP. Tim, don't play like that. Tim, don't play like that. Um, hey, and, and Benji should uh, come on the show because he's local and he's a fucking funny motherfucker. He is. He's Wait. a funny guy. It's a fair guy. Yeah. He played in Deadlands for a while. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah. Till work got in the way. Right. We got to get the mook on the show, too. Yes. Yeah. Yep. We should have, like, an all GURPS episode. <gasps> oh, that'd be awesome. Let's take a break <laughs> from all this vampire stuff um, and have a GURPS I episode. wanted to... I actually wanted the to mention a, mention a thing from, from Khan real quick. Yeah, we never did recap from the Khan. No, we, we didn't. Because... Monday morning, I, Monday mornings of cons, I end the con by playing in Mook's game because Mook bookends the, the right. con. Um, and Mook ran Warriors in GURPS, and it yeah. was spectacular. Yeah, he he ran uh, he ran that Friday, sat- Saturday, and Sunday, and Monday. Saturday Saturday morning. He yeah. was in the same room I was in. Yeah, and and Mook being Mook was spectacular. It was. That's a fun. That's a fun property to mess around with too. Because oh, yeah. it's it's kind of open ended. They've got this whole world that they barely explored, so you have a great chance to just like spend a lot of time. Yeah. In it. Did uh, did you destroy the Furies at the end? The baseball bat guys. We did destroy the Furies, um, but that wasn't quite the end because then we got back to Coney, and uh, the Rogues were waiting for us. Dun dun dun. And um, yeah, we put a severe hurt. <laughs> On the rogues, Beat and down. but I think we intentionally left the leader of the rogues, who was the guy who had actually pulled the trigger and killed that guy. Yeah, right. Who, yeah, who'd actually pulled the trigger and killed Cyrus. Um, we left him alive and handed him over to the to the rifts. There you go. That's the way to go. He went in groups. I said, uh huh. Does he run anything else? Uh, the only thing that I've played in that he did that wasn't groups was bunnies and burrows, which. Is also GURPS. I was going to say that's yeah, and that you was... should run a tune game. I I would so be in a Mook tune game because he he's got a he's got a great I... grasp of pop culture and I oh, think yeah. it would be. Fun. I would play in a Mook anything game. Yeah. Stu, do you ever play the Fantasy Trip? 
No, but I, I'm familiar with it. I played a, I played that for quite a while back in the day. It was the like, fantasy trip, really? Yeah, it was like, well, I'm old, right? Well, so I was like in eighth grade, and yeah, we spent a couple of months playing that. There, is that. That's the thing that someone has like done a like unlicensed... That's what I was just going to bring right. up. As on the forum, someone posted they completely took all of the... the um, the books, melee, uh, uh, melee, uh, uh, wizard, wizard, advanced melee, advanced wizard, and in the dungeon is that was in the dungeon something like that, something like that, and he merged them all and put them together in one super nice, awesome PDF. It's great, awesome stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, that's right. it. Looks looks beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's, it's hard to find those properties. The guys that own it have no one knows who they. No, they're gone. They're gone. And like, Steve Jackson can't even get them back yeah, from them because no. it's, it's yeah. a big point of contention. Yeah, it's just it's like abandoned war at this point. There's um there's a couple of guys who did some who who used the OGL and made some uh, retro clones of it. So should we do it? Should we do a con wrap up now, or do you want to do it next time? Let's. Um, well, I, 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 we can talk a little bit. I mean, I, we, we. I don't want to go much longer because it's almost. Yeah, we'll do it next time. time. Okay, we'll do it people time. might be curious. We should have yeah. done it at the beginning. We totally should have. Well, we also did a con show. We did yeah. do a con show. Yeah. All right. And anyway, that's one of the things that was in the in the uh, survey because I had I had put a survey up. It's down now, but. Um, several comments about you guys talk too much about con games. I live in. BFE. You know how many cons we have a year? None. Zero. That's yeah. right. None. I'll never go to a con. Right. It's <laughs> a good well, point. Talk about I campaigns. Think a, I think that's a, a fair point. It I is. also <laughs> know that we have here in in LA a disgusting blessing of players. Yeah, yeah. we do. We do. I, I also think talking about campaigns, after you've talked about them once or twice, they're kind of the same thing. The neat thing well, about con, cons is that you get a chance to con come up. the same way. Yeah, but, it's, but you try a new system, you try a new game, you try a new GM. I tried this out. Right. So it's well, kind of, no, they're talking about like GMing advice specifically yeah. about running a con. Yeah, We've talked true. about that a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. that's a lot of what we do. We also yeah. get a lot of questions that way. Yes. We get but, a lot of people say, it's my first con, which I do. Right. Yeah. But, you and, know, it, I, we, will, I will, we will totally talk about running campaigns. I can sure. do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and and the, the uh, uh, there was a couple other questions that I'll address at a later time. All right, because so. there's a, the, I put some things up there, some ideas I had for stuff like other projects that will might come to fruition. So cool if time permits, and I, I need more. We need like a twenty-eight hour day. Oh no! Yeah, who could sleep like an extra I four was, hours? It'd be awesome. I was thinking thirty-six <laughs> hour day. That'd be right. awesome. Yeah, I actually thought about going using that that weird ass uh, sleep schedule. Oh, where you like sleep for like two hours, then you're awake for two hours, and I'm you sleep for, for thirty minutes every like that, yeah. four hours. It's some crazy like that. Like that yeah. It's like what Batman does, right? Okay, uh, so out of the course of a day, you get four hours sleep. Yes, but after after about a week, your body learns to rapidly go into deep REM sleep. So you okay. actually end up getting enough deep REM sleep, at least according to the the, yeah. the one study that's been done on right. this sleep method. Um, basically, you, you, you get as much REM sleep and you don't show symptoms. You show no more symptoms of fatigue as someone who gets eight hours of sleep. But you gain an extra four hours a day that you can actually do something, right? You know that in which you can have your psychotic episode. Yeah, yeah. You know no, that. No, apparently it doesn't. It it because the deep that. REM sleep is what 
clears out all that stuff. Prevents the psychotic episode. Yes. You know that you know that diet a lot of people do where they go through like a week where they're drinking it's like uh, lemonade with some cayenne pepper and some yeah the cleanse the cleanse thing right. Well, they always say about that diet that the first like three or four days are absolute hell and you feel like shit and you just want to kill people and all that kind of stuff. My understanding is the people who go on that sleep schedule, that's the way they feel for like the first week or two. Right. It's like, this sucks. I hate life. I hate everybody. I want to kill everything. I'm tired. Leave me alone. And then all of a sudden one day they're like, I feel great. And I get four extra hours a day to do something besides lie down unconscious. Well, I only get about four hours sleep a day anyway, so. <coughs> I'm, I'm, too, more. I'm too big of a fan of lying down unconscious, so I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll keep sleep my all day. Things. I love it. Oh, isn't it great? Yeah, yeah. And you know what? The kids just don't get naps. <sighs> I love naps. You, know, you remember when you were in kindergarten no, and you I, had I was, to take a nap and you wanted no part of it? I never got it either when I was growing up, but now, dude, a nap is just the greatest thing in the world. I love, like, laying sitting down taking a nap in a chair the problem is when i wake up for the rest of the day i'm never as awake as i was before i took the nap that's the problem yeah they say like a 20 minute power nap if you go more than that if you actually drop into deep ram it does it fucks you up well i i I, I, can't get to sleep that night either i will never no I, i can get to sleep at night but i will never get as fully awake as i was before i took it so i generally unless i have nothing to do i I used to them. go out in my car on lunches, and uh, oh, see that would kill me. I'm a very good sleeper. I have a great internal clock, so I can say I'm going to sleep for 20 minutes, and like 20 minutes later, I'll wake up. And it's a professional sleeper. I'm a professional. Right. I'm, a, I'm a pro. <laughs> I'm a, a lot of practice. I, totally. <laughs> I fell asleep standing up in a bowling alley once. Oh, Benji says, "Well, then just take another nap." <laughs> That's the problem. Not taking enough of them. I yeah. think he's. I think he might be onto something. Yeah, yeah. I get plenty. Of, I get plenty of sleep. Chain I, napping. Chain <laughs> napping. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. I'm going to call it. Okay. okay. It. Just the one word you cannot abide. <laughs> Where listeners of Happy Jacks on PG Podcast. Thank you for joining us for season 15, episode 11 of Happy Jacks RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. I'm Chris. And I'm Tim. And this is Stork. We are the knights who say gib. Thank you for, jo- <laughs> thank you for joining us. Um, and we got Orcon coming up in February. <laughs> I'm starting uh, game prep already. So am I. Me too. And uh, lots of actual plays will be coming up in the next several weeks. Lots of games going on. Lots of gaming. That's it. Thank you very much. We'll leave you with a song. Thank Thanks, you for listening. Room. Seating program has been a presentation of the Angry Folk Media Empire. Bum, 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 bum.